Welcome everybody to Mom Street USA. My name is Jackie, aka Wishes Mama, and joining me is my wonderful co-host and friend Kate, aka the Disney Cicerone. And we are excited that you are here. Um, tonight we are talking all about character dining. Um, is it worth it? What options are out there? What does that whole process look like? So we're excited to share with you guys all the information that we were able to compile for this topic. Yeah, and I was telling Jackie as we were getting ready for this one, I was like, um, I'm trying really hard to not put all of my like Disney history like fun facts in every single place. So I did pick a few little Perfect. history trivia tidbits just for you to have um, as you plan if you if you go to any of these places so you can share with your family and be like, did you know? That this <laughs> it, and this you and know, this? it would not be a Disney Cicerone podcast if there wasn't a little bit of some <laughs> fun history facts thrown in there. So we Thank love you. that about you and Thank we're, you. we're all here for it. So I try to excited. keep it to a minimum on Mom Street because we're here <laughs> to plan more than just do history, but you know. <laughs> But you are who you are, Kate. <laughs> I know. It's true. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so the plan tonight is we're just kind of going to give you guys an overview of what options there are when it comes to character meals um, and give you guys kind of just the rundown of what that looks like. And then we're going to give you some of our advice, tips, tricks, um, experiences, all of those types of things. And then... Hopefully after that, I don't know that we're necessarily going to answer, is it worth it? But we're hopefully going to give you guys all of the information so that you yourself can answer that for your particular circumstances, who you're traveling with, when you're going, all that type of thing. Yeah. And I uh, I really did have to do a lot of thinking about, like, what is our favorite restaurants that we've dined at, which and we pulled, both of us kind of pulled some archival photos of our times at these restaurants. <laughs> we and did. They're from like years back, so yeah. you get to see a little bit of younger versions of us and some of our families and things like yeah. that, too. So it'll be a fun episode. Yeah, it was fun. Go back in time a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> so true. Um, all right, so shall we jump into some choices here? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so we're going to start in Disney World just because that's what's first on our list. Why not? Um, <laughs> so Disney World has um, significantly more options than Disneyland that you guys will see whenever we get to the Disneyland list here in a little bit. Um, and we've kind of got this divided up for options that you have in the park versus options that you have outside of the parks, um, because I feel like that's super helpful when it comes to planning, because there may be a day where you're like, yeah, we're, this is our I don't know, third day in Epcot, and we know that we're going to have time to do character meal, or no, we only have one day in each park with an off day that we know we want to do something outside of the park. So that's kind of step one, I feel like, whenever you're looking for character dining options. Don't you think, Kate? Yes, no, for sure. And I think it also helps if you have maybe a day when you fly in, but you didn't buy tickets to the park that day, then you know that there's still some places you could eat at. Or maybe it's the day you fly out. Maybe it's the day that you fly out <laughs> um, where you are um, – wanting to eat brunch somewhere or breakfast somewhere before you um, hop on a plane and go home or drive home in whatever your case may be. In Jackie's case, it would yeah. be driving, but <laughs> um, whatever it is, you might have that extra time. And so we want to make sure we give you options that are not just uh, inside the park, but also out. And I think it's a great way to, to divide it up. So, yeah. um, so we'll do Disney World first and then we'll hop over to Disneyland and do theirs as well. 
Perfect. Um, so we're actually going to start in parks. Um, so let's kind of hop in. Um, we're going to start with, these are kind of in alphabetical order, I guess. So we're just kind of going to run down the list and then you can go from there in your planning process. Um, and I always say this first one wrong. Akershus, I believe, is how you... Akershus. Something I feel like, like that's that. right. Yes, yeah. we're going with it. Akershus Royal Banquet Hall. And this is located inside of Epcot. Um, for their character meals, they do offer all meals. So you will find as we go through this list that not every character dining option is available for every meal at these restaurants. But for this particular instance, it is available for all meals. Um, you will hear us kind of talk about price points um, because that's just the way that Disney breaks it down on their website. So we kind of just pulled exactly what their uh, breakdown was and kind of it into our notes here. Um, so this meal option, depending on if you're doing breakfast or dinner, does change a little bit when it comes to price point. So for your breakfast option, you're looking anywhere between 35 to 60 per adult. And I know that's kind of a large range. That's just the way that Disney breaks it down. And the prices can fluctuate. So if you want like specific exact prices for all of these, they are all available online. If you just do a quick Google, you can find kind of historically what the prices have looked like. Um, I didn't pull them because we were pulling a lot of other information. And it just, <laughs> well, it just I think it's happen. Like, usually the range is like, children to adults right so yes. it's usually like 35 is like for kids and then 60 is for adults and I, you know if you're bulking and you realize like 35 for my child to eat like you're not alone like my i have one of my kids that will eat literally like this much food like a little round circle of food and then like right. they're full and so like the palm really, of their hand and then they're yes, good <laughs> you have to really like weigh you know it's like the experience you're paying for more than the food although a lot of the times the food is actually really good in a lot of these most of these places i would say yeah. so um but just keep that in mind that if you're like that's way too much money for uh, my child's that you're paying for the experience of them meeting the characters as exclusive experience. So just yeah. keep that in mind. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then at this particular location, if you're doing dinner, it is above that $60 mark for um, each individual to dine here. So do keep that in mind. Um, it is located in the Norway Pavilion in World Showcase of Epcot. And the characters you're going to get there are princesses. And now I have to admit, as I was... <laughs> As I was looking up the information for this one, I was sitting with my husband and I like gasped out loud and he was like, what? And I was like, I swore all along that Anna and Elsa were at this character meal. They that are not. Sense, right? Right. That makes sense. I, I thought for sure it's in Norway, but then I was like, oh, right. They do have their meet and greet like right around the, the corner. Store. So that makes yeah. sense that they're not at the dining because they can't, you know, Anna and Elsa can only be one place at once. So... It is princesses, not Anna and Elsa, but it is Snow White, Cinderella, Belle, Aurora, Tiana, and Ariel. And they do, a lot of these locations you'll hear that some of these, when you get these big long lists of characters, they do kind of rotate. So you're not guaranteed to meet every single one of those princesses when you go, but that is the list that they will pull from for who will be available to greet you during your dining experience. Yeah, it's always like, I always prep my kids going into these kinds of things. It's like, we're going to see princesses, like, but I don't necessarily say specific characters because mm -hmm. you don't want to get their hopes up in case something happens and those characters aren't there and then you have a meltdown or a really disappointed kiddo. And so just, you know, princesses is like a good term for yeah. it. <laughs> yep, and just let it be that and then they'll be super excited whenever they 
actually see who they get to see. Um, so food options that they have for the breakfast um, is, it's kind of your standard breakfast that we think um, you know, they've got pastries, fruit, potato, a potato casserole, scrambled eggs, bacon, sausage, Norwegian waffles, which, you know, might be something that you're interested in. I didn't Perhaps. have any Norwegian waffles when I was in Norway. That's Just what it waffles. says. Well, you know. <laughs> they're in Norway, so they're the Norwegian way. waffles, right? I did actually see a, a Crucius, like, castle like the thing that it's modeled after we actually oh, drove by it in Norway so cool. which was really cool I was like hey I know that place I love that. <laughs> and everyone around you is probably like okay sure. <laughs> now I was on a bus full of Disney people so they're like yeah um, <laughs> they got it one. yeah that makes sense that makes sense um and then their lunch and dinner options they do have some more kind of what you would consider I guess Norwegian offerings for that um, they've got their lefso, which is something that you can find in the bakeries, um, the bakery across the way in Norway. Um, they've got, I'm not even going to pr pretend I can pronounce that, but it's Norwegian meatballs. Um, Come on, that's what you nope, do. <laughs> nope, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. This word has a big O in it that has like a slash through it, and I have no idea what that means or how you would pronounce that. So I'm not even going to try. Um <laughs> No, that's what we that's what we did when we were in Norway. We're like, I don't I don't know how to pronounce that. Nope. I don't know. Nope. I could I could try, <laughs> but it would be really bad. Um, so Norwegian meatballs, mashed potatoes and gravy, salmon, um, macaroni and cheese. They've got a Norwegian chicken and dumplings. They've also got corn dog nuggets, which just struck me as kind of funny that it's on the menu when you look at all the other options that they have. Um, so definitely a big variety, but you have to kind of be able to to like those things that are on that list and make it worth your money for that one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, I do have a little fact for this one, by the way, <laughs> this is uh, one of my favorite stories about uh, the Norway pavilion in Epcot. And I'll keep this short, but I uh, was that it there's, if you look at it, it has kind of like a pink hue to it. And some of the walls in that Norway area are actually very pink. Um, when Katie Olson she was an Imagineer who did a lot of color work in Epcot. She was working under John Hench, who is like one of the color experts for Disney. And uh, so she was working on the Norway Pavilion in Epcot. And she said um, she showed him like a mock-up of it. And the walls were all kind of like this gray stone, which was very period appropriate for that time in Norway history. Mm -hmm. And uh, And he said, <laughs> he was like, no, like you should make them pink because it'll like pop more. It'll be more appealing to people. It'll be more pleasing. Like he knew color psychology really well. And she was like, I can't even imagine like w how it would look pink. Like why, why would it be pink? I can't even imagine that. And he's like, well, if you can't even imagine it, then you shouldn't be working on this project is what he said to her. <laughs> That's wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that was Jed Hench in a nutshell, but that's just how he <laughs> was with people um okay. so they made the walls pink there um because of that you know exchange and john hedge's input and actually it looks very pretty like you don't think of it, it is very like, pretty yeah you don't think of it as like a pink castle necessarily but no. it does have a, like a pink hue to it and there's pink yeah. walls and stuff so when you see the pink in nepcot you can think of john hench and katie olson <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> Um, I will also mention before we move on, because we're going to kind of just list these off for you guys. Um, this is one um, location that does have plant-based options as well. Um, so if you're someone who is completely plant-based in your 
uh, dining, they do have a rather a, a good size plant-based uh, menu here. Not all of these locations do. So I tried my best to note when they did just to kind of give you guys that. Um, I will also mention all of these locations can fairly easily cater to different allergies or dietary requests. Um, Plant-based is not one that every single place is going to have more than maybe one or two dishes. You can typically still find something plant-based everywhere, even if they don't advertise a plant-based menu. Um, but that is one thing that Akershus does have. Yes. And that that's really good to know. And yes, and if you do have any allergies or anything like that, just communicate like crazy with your server sometimes they'll even bring out like the chef to see what you need um for mm -hmm. your specific requirement so it's not like you can't die in these places just because you have some sort of uh restriction dietary restriction or allergy so disney's yeah. really good about that yeah and if you haven't gone through that experience there is an option when you do your reservation and when you also when you check in for your reservation for you to note those allergy concerns and any dietary issues that you may have um, that's all on there so be sure to note it because they do take that into consideration like i've been traveling with my best friend who's got some allergies and as soon as they greet us it's literally okay like i know we've got some allergies let's talk about it what's the extent what's you know it's like immediate whenever you get yeah. to, you know, to your server. Um, so Disney is really, really great about all of that, which is really nice. Yeah, for sure. Well, should we move on to our next yes. place? Okay. I'll let you take this one since you've got experience here. have. <laughs> <laughs> So the next one is Cinderella, Cinderella Royal Table. So this is the one that is inside Cinderella Castle in Walt Disney World in the Magic Kingdom. So if you've ever um, looked up at the, the backside of the castle and you've seen kind of like those glass walls there, that is just the windows of that restaurant. So it's on the second floor. Um, and uh, also, consequently, if you have... Um, a lot of people don't know this because they haven't dined there. But if you've ever seen fireworks just randomly shoot off from the castle in the middle of the day, um, and it's not associated with like a stage show, that's because it's associated with a show that happens in the dining experience inside the castle. So they have, um, I actually do have a picture of me. This is a really old school picture of Kate. So just, yes, I'm uh, so ready. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is, this what? is, yeah. So you have this little, uh, they give you a choice of plastic wand. And I want to say the boys had like a, a sword, I think is what they got for this. Mm -hmm. um, but they give you a little plastic wand and then they do like bippity boppity boo. And like when you hold it in the air, there's like a whole part of the show. And then when you say boo, they shoot off the fireworks and like magic happens and stuff. So there's like a little like, so show in the dining experience. Um, and then you get to keep the little sword or the uh, magic wand and take it home with you, even if you are an adult, because I was a childless millennial when I had that. <laughs> so you get a little old school uh, Kate there. But so Cinderella Royal Table is one of the priciest meals that you can have at Disney. And I will also mention it is one where you have to prepay for it. So uh, it's not one that you can pay once you get there or after you've eaten your food. You actually have to physically pay when you make your reservation so it's mm -hmm. very expensive <laughs> it's 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 it what um sixty dollars plus but it's more than that i want to say it's a hundred dollars plus per person it's a I lot so yeah um so a lot of uh 
people will, their kids will dress up as princesses. It's not required. A lot, you'll see a lot of it from like two to eight. You'll see a lot of people with their kids dressed up like princesses, which I do have some pictures of my little princesses from back in the day. Yay. Which just, just, just makes me, so uh, you can see them there. Oh my gosh. Out. And uh, yeah, what, I, what you're, you're, if you're listening, it's a, uh, I had my two little girls and they dressed up like Cinderella and one of them's wearing the pink dress and the other one's wearing kind of like her like more peasant dress. And I did make them these little tiny birds that like hook onto their wrists. And so they could have awesome. little birds on their wrists, which was like my favorite part about that. Anyway, so you do see princesses. Again, I would just say princesses. You will for sure meet uh, Cinderella as you come in downstairs. They have like a Cinderella photo shoot as you walk in downstairs into the castle. Um, and then you go upstairs and by the way the the restroom is like based in like the stairwell so make sure you go to the restroom while you're there because it's really especially decorated for the castle (laughs) get the full experience if you're gonna pay the money friends (laughs) go see the restroom it's probably helpful to like hit it before you go up to everything that way you're not going up and down the stairs a hundred times with your kids yeah it's timed though so you have to be really careful because like they move really quickly and they're like they expect that you're going to you're not going to linger you're going to like they're going to they have this the show timed the princesses coming out time they do kind of like a royal announcement and then a princess will show up which is very similar to the way that they do character meals almost everywhere is they'll make an announcement for the character and then they'll like mm-hmm. enter the room and then they'll start going table to table and see all the people. So you want to make sure you stay at your table and they'll come to you. So um, the princesses they have here, Ariel, Cinderella, Aurora, Snow White, and Jasmine. Um, and the food is actually, it's pretty good. I wouldn't say it's like the most amazing meal that I've ever had in my whole life which you kind of want it to be at that price point. But I mean, we, we enjoyed it a lot. My kids enjoyed it. They did like, I think when we went, there was a whole like cupcake decorating thing for them for dessert. So they got Mm -hmm. to like build their own, decorate their own cupcakes. So it was magical for them and that. And then they usually have some sort of variation on like a, a, like a a clock or like a midnight uh, theme for, for, Cinderella for the dessert. So I have a little chocolate cake here that has kind of like a printed uh, white chocolate disc on top that has the Cinderella clock on the top of it was our dessert. So we did enjoy the food. Um, I would say it's is not like as gourmet as you would think for that price point because you're paying for the experience more than the food. But um, the kinds of food they have. So they've got uh, for breakfast, um, they have a traditional breakfast with uh, shrimp and grits, a baked quiche, a beef tenderloin, and egg, uh, royal avocado toast. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't... Hey, I, I had dinner, so I was like, I've never had, I'm like, ooh, that looks good. <laughs> uh, caramel <laughs> apple stuffed French toast, um, some specialty that cocktails. Delicious. Yeah, that the French the toast. toast. <laughs> and then kids, there's an egg white frittata, a Mickey, Mickey waffles, Mickey shaped waffle, and uh, fruit and seed oatmeal, and some cold cereals. So... That's breakfast, but uh, I usually choose recommend lunch or dinner myself <laughs> in general. Um, and then for dinner, they have a spiced rubbed pork tender- tenderloin, a grilled tenderloin of beef, um, a sustainable fish, sustainable fish. That's pretty common in Disney property. Uh, mm-hmm. Slow braised chicken, a Parisian gnocchi. And then also they've got cocktails and stuff there too, which will be an additional cost on top of uh, what you already paid to get in. So just be aware mm-hmm. of that. 
Um, then kids, they've got uh, fish of the day, a beef tenderloin, and chicken nuggets and mac and cheese. So there's a good selection for kids there as well. So um, for Cinderella, my, my kind of fun fact for Cinderella Royal Table really has to do with like what is inside it. So I have a few pictures of it here because it's just gorgeous, gorgeous inside it. It's like mm-hmm. everybody should be able to go in here at least once in their lifetime. And right. I, like, that's the only reason that I, I want to go is just to be inside the castle. Yeah, I'm actually really sad that most people don't get to go in here because not only is this reservation hard to get, but it's also extremely expensive. And so yeah. it makes me a little sad that, like, this is limited to only so many people can go here. Like, I've been here only twice in my whole Disney career, and I've been to Disney a lot because I'm just like, I just can't justify that price. It's so expensive. Yeah. Um. But something that's really fun is that the if you look on the ceiling of Cinderella Royal Table, you'll see a whole bunch of flags. And so there's more than 40 coat of arms on display also around the side. So there's flags, but then if you look over the archways, there are these coat of arms. And those refer to somebody who has played a significant role in the heritage and history of the Walt Disney Company. So Roy Disney, Diane Disney... Miller, um, John Hench, Dick Nunes, Marty Sklar, Card Walker, like you name it, they're probably up there. So so um, just a little Disney history uh, if you're a fan to look for while you're there. So, yeah. Um, And I will mention, because I don't remember if we mentioned it, that Cinderella Royal Table does offer all of the meals of the day. So they have breakfast, lunch, and dinner options if that's something you choose. I know Kate mentioned a little bit about how she prefers lunch and dinner over breakfast. Um, or suggest that, I guess I should say, is what you said. So, um, I mean, every, uh, it's your own preference, you know. Like, my kids are not big breakfast eaters necessarily, mm-hmm. unless you do it. If you did it closer to brunch time, then you can kind of right. call it your your lunch. And that might save you some money if you did it as brunch. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. No, I think that's smart if you can get one of their last kind of – you also just – you have to be careful because if you, if you go too late, you may – end up with lunch instead of breakfast if that's what you're trying to do Um, but you need to make sure that you time that appropriately and that goes for a lot of these some of the buffets will switch out um that you know table service family style that we've got here they'll switch out at a certain point and those times are all noted on the disney website so if you're wondering like what time is the switch over to make sure that you're in there i would say at least a half hour before that switch over happens to make sure that you've got access to that Um, and if you're really concerned about it you could always call Disney or do like a chat on the app to be like hey this is our time are we going to get breakfast are we going to get lunch like what are we going to get the lunch and dinner menus at most places are identical when it comes to that there's very few I think there's maybe only one on this list that has a few differences (laughs) to it Um, so it's really that switch over between breakfast and lunch that you want to pay attention to yeah for sure a hundred percent all right, so we, we talked about Akershus, and we've talked about Cinderella Royal Table. Are we ready to move on to a, probably one of your favorites, yes. if I had to guess, yes. <laughs> knowing you? <laughs> we are ready. We're staying in Magic Kingdom. We're hopping just just a few steps away from the castle um, to Crystal Palace, which is my favorite in-park character breakfast. <laughs> because look at that! Oh, I love it so much. It's so much fun. And I have to tell you, that that photo was taken when I was also childless <laughs> and at the parks. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I have, I have one of me too there. That's so funny. 
with um, my husband, and yeah, that was right after, that was like within the year after we got married. <laughs> I love it. At least, um, so, yeah, I have one of me and Elliot in our third wedding anniversary, also yeah. childless. <laughs> And it was one that we were like, nope, we're going. We're going. We love, my husband and I both love Pooh Bear, the characters, the stories, all of that. So we're like, nope, we're going. Um, so Crystal Palace is a buffet option. Um, so if you're someone that prefers the buffet choices over the kind of table service, Crystal Palace is a buffet. Um, at Magic Kingdom, it is that 35 to $60 range for the buffet, which is pretty standard for your character dining buffets, as you'll see. Um, you obviously get 100 Acre Woods friends here. Um, I have always seen it be Pooh, Tigger, Piglet, and Eeyore. So those are going to be your options whenever you come here. Again, you could just leave it at Pooh and Friends, depending. I don't know how frequent it is that it's not all four of those characters. Um, but super, super fun. And Kate is showing off some of the decor that they have. They've got these really cute, um, like faux topiaries inside that are all characters. Um, and they've got just such a cute little setup in there. It's like a little celebration. They've got a little banner that hangs in there and oh, yeah, all sorts of stuff. Um, so yeah, you get a hundred acre woods friends in there. Um, this is a, a known kind of little tip. Yeah, like, welcome to our Friendship Day celebration, the little banner on the inside says, with celebration spelled a little, <laughs> well, curiously. <laughs> um, but this is one of the dining reservations that is known that if you can get a super early reservation, it is a great way to get castle photos with basically no one around. So that is a little tip about this particular one, um, because even if you get something that's like the beginning of early entry, they typically have, and they have in the past, have those super early entry um, or super early reservation times. They give you even earlier entry because you've got to get down there and get checked in and all that type of stuff. Um, so this is right at the end of Main Street around the corner from where Casey's is. And Kate is showing you the little front entrance there. Um, this is, like I said, my favorite in-park breakfast um, or character dining option, which should surprise no one who knows me because I love Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Yes, a lot, a lot. <laughs> um, so for their breakfast buffet options, they've got pretty much, again, standard breakfast options. There's fruit. There's bacon, there's eggs, there's pancakes and waffles, cereal, biscuits and gravies, pastries. Um, they do also have beer, cider, wine, and cocktails in the morning as well, which is just an interesting, um, I was just kind of noting that as I went because I was curious, but it's like the majority of these options do have at least some sort of an alcoholic option, if that's so interesting to you. Um, if you so choose to partake in that in the mornings with your breakfast or brunch option. Um, the food for their lunch and dinner, they have um, ravioli, fried chicken, mashed potatoes, gravy, vegetables, prime rib, shrimp creole. They've got all sorts of different stuff. So it's pretty standard, but they do have a fairly decent variety. Um, previously, I know that the food quality, I think, here has kind of gone up and down a little bit. I think we're back on the upward motion. Oh, look how cute your kids are with pigs. I love that. <laughs> we have so much fun there. I love that yeah. restaurant. 
Yeah. Um, and they previously, I think they brought it back again. It's so hard to know sometimes post pandemic kind of what's come back, but they used to do a little parade with the kids on the inside of the restaurant. And I do believe it has come back again. Um, but they do like a little celebration friendship day parade with the kids on the inside, which is just so cute. (laughs) I do have a little picture of some of the food. I think this was pre the world changing but a lot mm-hmm. of it's very similar like they have a little um like cup of uh, the dirt you know like the chocolate pudding with the little gummy worm on top and they've got just mm-hmm. a little selection of uh various treats that you can have so it's mm-hmm. a fun little buffet yeah and if you're lucky and you get kind of a window seat it's fun to be able to sit out and watch like people walking up and down main street or you know people walking by as you eat that's always fun because we where we ended up sitting was in one of those rooms that was like looking right at the castle right along the window so i was like this is perfect (laughs) um tracy says it was back when we went in december okay perfect thank you and tracy also said um she saw rabbit with the other four in December. Oh, so, well, yeah, that's exciting. So, so Rabbit may make some, some special appearances. I think, I feel like we saw Rabbit too in the past. So, mm-hmm. oh, I have to show this picture because this is like my absolute favorite picture of my dad and him with Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> and he was just absolutely thrilled to be there. And that I just love makes that. my heart happy. Yeah. So. Yes, I love that. I love the Pooh Bear characters are just so whimsical and nostalgic. And every time I see Tigger, I am just astounded at how bright orange he is. Every time I see him, it surprises me. I'm like, I forgot how bright orange he was, even though I say that every single time that I see him. He is just like the best fluorescent orange color in, like that exists. And I just, it's just so much fun. That's so funny. I had, so... That picture that I showed you guys of me and Elliot with Eeyore uh, way back for our third wedding anniversary, which was 14 years ago, (laughs) Um, (laughs) that Eeyore was actually one of the weirdest character interactions I've ever had because that Eeyore kept wanting to hug me like over and over again to the point where I was like, I'm done. I'm done hugging now. I'm going to hug my husband instead. (laughs) I was just like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Eeyore just needs a lot of extra love tonight but i'm like i'm gonna not hug you anymore. i'm gonna be done now i'm like i'm gonna sit down and eat or at least pretend to eat so that you move on and it was very strange that's never happened oh, no. to me then since or before it was just very yeah. strange they were nice but it was just yeah. like peter pan it's true peter pan likes to stalk me when yeah. i'm in disney world peter pan, apparently i'm a favorite of, of peter pan's which is so you know interesting and I, maybe that Eeyore just thought you were pretty and just wanted some extra hugs. It was so, such a strange thing. So every time I see that picture, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that. Eeyore. That happened. It sure did. Um, so I, I also say that I have this really wonderful little picture of my, my daughter, who's much older now. Um, but she was getting... Uh, something we told them it was her birthday because we were celebrating Mm -hmm. her birthday and she got a little birthday cupcake and she was so thrilled to get it It, like made her day and you can also see the little bird that's on her wrist that I was and the bird has a little like a little blue bird with a little yeah with a little (laughs) handkerchief on Cinderella I I I should make those for Etsy or something but um (laughs) anyway in all your spare time in all my spare time I know (laughs) so much of it um (laughs) So I do have a little fun fact, too, about Crystal Palace. Um, 
is that in the mid-19th century, there was a specimen, uh, specimen, I can say that word, a specimen of Hugh's Victoria water lily. So this is like a giant water lily that was named after Queen Victoria, and it was sent to an architect named Joseph Paxton. So I got to show you a picture of this to give you a little bit of context. So these are huge, like five foot, six foot across water lilies. Oh and so on the on the bottom side, like people stand on these. There's pictures of them like standing on top of them because wow. that's how large they are. And yeah. uh, you can see the underside is kind of like these this channels of uh, veins on this leaf that look mm-hmm. like they have little compartments or like little squares. And so this is actually what inspired architect Joseph Paxton. Um, the structure of the water leaves, uh, water lily's leaf, um, inspired his design for Crystal Palace, which then housed the Great Exhibition in 1851 in London. So, if you look at the top, oh, here's a here's a picture of what the Great Expedition ex- Exhibition, sorry, looked like, not expedition. It's a whole other thing. <laughs> uh, this was actually like a temporary building they built, and then they disassembled it and moved it afterwards. So it was this huge, giant glass greenhouse, and that is where they get the design that is for the Crystal Palace that is in Disney. So if you look at the roof on top of the Crystal Palace, you'll see that it has also those kind of structure, just like those water lilies. Mm-hmm. So the so the cool. roof of, yeah, the roof of the Crystal Palace is designed after a water lily, which is named after Queen Victoria. So. And I always thought it looked like a greenhouse, which is like not that far off because of just the way that the, like, it's like so grid, such a grid pattern. Well, it was a greenhouse. Those little compartments, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's it was a giant greenhouse that they built for the exhibition. So you're absolutely right in that it looks like a greenhouse. <laughs> they had a lot of problems with ventilation because it was really hot because it was a giant greenhouse. But well, yeah, but anyway. that's kind of yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, and for those of you who are listening to our podcast, maybe audio only or later on, we are trying our best to get in the habit of also posting some of these kind of photos that we're showing during our show on our Instagram page. Um, so if you're listening to this on the audio version and you're like, I want to see what in the world they're talking about, check out our Instagram page um, and hopefully we'll be on top of it and post some, some of these photos for you guys to be able to see, to reference and know what in the world it is that we're showing. Yes, so that it's just a really fun uh, connection there that not, not a lot of people know. And if you've ever been to London and you've seen their Kew Gardens as well, it's the same kind of design as well that's uh, designed after that water lily by Victoria. So anyway, that's my little fun fact. Okay. I won't go on and on about it, but uh, okay. we can. Did we talk about the food already for this one? I spaced. We did. Okay. We did. <laughs> I was like busy looking at pictures, so I wasn't even <laughs> noticing. Okay. Yes. We did. We talked about it. Check check so. it off the list. <laughs> <laughs> we do like our box checking here at Mom's We do. Here, we do. Oh, my goodness. All right. Um, so crazy. I know. You know, that's what we're here for a little bit. That's, that's, that's part of our role here is to drive we our are. good friend Kirk at Walrus Carp crazy. It's so true. Good. Um, okay, so for our next option here, we are going to hop back over to Epcot, um, and we are going to talk about the Garden Grill. Um, this location is inside of the Land Pavilion. So think about where you might ride Soren or live in with the land. It is right inside there. Um, it is available as a dining option with characters for all meals, and it is family-style dining. So we've talked a little bit about table service. We've talked about buffets. This one is a family-style dining experience. It is that $35 to $60 range, and the character friends that you will find there are Mickey, 
Pluto and Chippendale. And I feel like Chippendale are the main attraction here because I feel like everyone goes <laughs> to this one to see Chippendale just because they are all dressed up in their little uh, farm type regalia, which is super fun to see. Um, and they do have, oh, I did say it's inside the land pavilion. So for their breakfast options, they've got, again, it's very standard breakfast. A lot of these places are going to have very similar options, maybe little tiny variations, but very similar options. Um, they've got a cinnamon breakfast loaf, scrambled eggs, bacon, Mickey waffles, which is a pretty much a staple at the majority of these breakfast places fruit. They've got a cheesy potato casserole. They do have um, a steak option, which you don't always find at your breakfast, at your character breakfasts, um, but they do have a steak option as well. And they do serve mimosas and Bloody Marys in the morning, if that is something that you're interested in. <laughs> While you slowly rotate inside the land. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. So Kate, do you want to talk about what you mean by that? Yeah, so this entire restaurant actually does slowly rotate. And um, if you've ever been to Seattle, you think like the Space Needle, the restaurant inside of the Space Needle actually slowly rotates as well. It's not so fast where you're going to like notice it that much. It's just kind of very, very slowly. So you get a different view. Your view will change as you dine. And the reason it tur it turns, a lot of people don't know this, is that the original name for it was actually called The Good Turn. So, oh, I did not yeah. know that. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the the idea of the fact that they used all of the, the fruits and vegetables and things they were growing inside the attraction and they used them in the restaurant and it's like that's the good turn as in, you know, like we're being um, using resources well, right? So that was the original okay. name of the restaurant. Like it was it. a good turn. <laughs> and yeah, and so, but of course it's changed now to Garden Grill. But uh, yeah, that's why it, it rotates. That's so fun. Yeah. Um, so that is something unique about this particular experience. Um, and then for their lunch and dinner options, they've got um, salad, which, you know, makes sense if you know living with the land and you're thinking about the different options that they grow there. Um, they're literally right next to it. Um, a grilled beef with, <laughs> with chimichurri. They've got barbecue roasted chicken, mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, veggies, all that type of stuff. Um, they do have a berry shortcake, which sounded really good. And they do have beer and wine options for their lunch and dinner and this is a location that has plant-based options as well not surprised considering that it's like a very plant-oriented restaurant i would be concerned almost if they didn't have plant-based options here knowing that they are literally sharing walls with living with the land yeah no. things that they're growing and all of that for sure and i love the fact that you can kind of have like the mickey lettuce that you see on living with the land like you can kind of have that in a salad that sounds really mm -hmm. fun so yeah i agree i, I agree um the next place on our list is hollywood and vine so this one is in hollywood studios um this has all buffet meals and uh it has the a slightly lower price point than some of the really expensive ones we've been talking about it's got the three dollar signs next to it so i'm like that's what i'm seeing right still yeah. pretty spendy because they're just that's just disney but um it's just character meals in general too. Like yeah, the character meals are always going to be thirty-five plus at minimum. Yeah, uh, it's it's just you're paying for the experience, paying for paying to not have to wait in line to see all these characters, and they'll actually spend a little extra time with you as well. So just yes. keep that in mind. Um, yes. So their breakfast is actually a Disney Junior breakfast. So if you've got littles that love uh, Disney Junior, they've got Vampirina, Doc McStuffins, and Fancy Nancy. I feel like those are 
a little bit older characters like that they were yeah, from a while ago. Yeah, it's still the same characters that they're using in the like dance party at Hollywood Studios, right. which I really desperately want them to update. Yeah. <laughs> because I just feel like it needs it because the kids that are prime Disney Junior age right now, those shows are in what in syndication. Like they're not they don't have new episodes out. So like right. They really do need an update, um, but I was I was literally thinking about this as I was taking notes for this. Is Disney Junior right now? They honestly have been pulling from a lot of other networks that they've got partnerships with, um, so they're pulling things like Bluey, which is not their own, you know, show. Mm-hmm. And other, sh- I know, no, I don't get me wrong, <laughs> I adore that show. But it's not their own IP, so it's not like they can just pull Bluey and put Bluey in the parks without more contractual agreements and things like that. So they don't have as much original because, like, some of the other shows that they have right now, they have a Spider-Man show. Right. They don't have the rights to Spider-Man to be able to put that in the park. So it's like they kind of, unfortunately, maybe unintentionally, put themselves in a corner with that particular thing because they just don't have access to a lot of these characters that are super popular on Disney Junior right now. I feel like they should just mix in some of the regular characters, you know, with it more um, mm-hmm. for that breakfast. You know, put put Minnie in some kind of Hollywood yeah, outfit put, and call it a day. Put, well, and, and honestly, <laughs> put Mickey and Minnie there because, yeah. I mean, Mickey is a staple on Disney Junior, whether it's Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or what is it? Mickey Mixed Up Mickey or Mickey Funhouse or all those new spinoff rebrand that they're doing and now they're going back to Mickey Mouse Clubhouse anyway, but that's that's what they need to do. And I tell you what, Duffy is supposed to be in this new relaunch of Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. <laughs> if they put Duffy in the Disney Junior Breakfast, I am going every day. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I go by myself and my family doesn't go with me, I am going every day to see Duffy because I think that would be a smart move. To just add him and Mickey together, and they can just go around and meet everyone. Because you need like a I sign, like I desperately like want justice that. for Duffy. <laughs> Bring Duffy back. Oh please, we want Duffy please. to carry it around please. with you in the park. Put it on your stroller, so everybody can know how much you miss Duffy. <laughs> I know, I know. Anyway, I digress. But yes, I do think they need an update in Hollywood and Vine for breakfast, and also in the. Disney Junior dance party show that they have at Hollywood yes. Studios. I agree. Like, because those characters were popular when my kids were little, and my kids, like, don't really watch those anymore, which is so sad. Right. That's and they, true. like, my oldest, who is now seven, was, like, the tail end of some of those characters. Vampirina was, is a little bit newer than the other two. Um, but, like, we watched that for a little while, but even still, he, like, doesn't watch those anymore either. So. Yeah. And, like, my daughter really missed a lot of that, and she's five. So, like, that's, like, prime Disney Junior. You know what I mean? So they just, they need they need some more friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully they'll add them. But th- let's say for, yes. let's say for lunch and dinner, they do have Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Goofy. They got the Fab Five going on. So at least they do have them. Um, for that. And they do have some really fun outfits for this too. I was kind of looking mm-hmm. it up cause they've got kind of the more the like vintage retro 1950s kind of mm-hmm. feel to it, which makes sense yeah. for uh, Hollywood and fine. So, yeah. um, 
So for breakfast, they've got uh, pastries, waffles, bananas, fosters, French toast, which sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, breakfast, potatoes, bacon and sausage, kind of your typical things. They also have a seasonal bread pudding um, and a plant-based frittata with tomato jam. So that sounds great for those who want plant-based food. Um, mm-hmm. And also a salmon and bagel casserole, which sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds like something out of the 1950s. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, cinnamon buns, chicken and waffles and yogurt parfait. So they've got lots of really great options for breakfast. And yeah, then, I feel uh, like their buffet options for breakfast are, is, is more extensive than some of the other locations. When you look at kind of the menu and the layout, they have a lot more to offer. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so for the lunch and dinner, they've got, uh, some shaved fennel, kale and seasonal fruit salad, beet salad. I don't think those all go together. I think I just listed them all together. I was like, <laughs> I don't want fennel with my fruit salad. Um, artichoke salad that's plant-based, uh, peel and eat shrimp, uh, sour cream and chive with potato. That sounds good. Caramelized, mm-hmm. I'm getting really hungry. Caramelized Brussels sprouts, <laughs> seared salmon with beurre blanc, uh, oven roasted turkey breast and herbed chicken, roasted mushroom farro risotto, that, the risotto that's plant-based, uh, crispy tofu with Asian glaze, another plant-based one, um, Roasted pork with spicy mustard and mac and cheese with shrimp and bacon. Like, oh, I'm there for that. (laughs) Right? That sounds good. Olive oil, herb, crushed potatoes, which actually, if they're similar to the ones that are at Topolino's, those are out of this world. Really Mm -hmm. good. And then a roasted beef strip loin with horseradish cream. And then, of course, cocktails, wine and beer, like virtually everything else. So um, actually that sounds really good. Now I kind of want to eat there and I don't want to say that because it's in Hollywood studios. And I was like, there's gotta be a catch because I feel like the Hollywood studios food is never great. So well, but I think when we've had this discussion before Hollywood studios, quick service. Yes. Is not good, (laughs) but they do have a few sit down locations for your, your um, ADRs advanced dining reservations that I feel like are good. So we'll add that to the list, but I'm telling you, Bring Duffy. Bring him. Bring him. Come on. <laughs> Jackie will I know, be there. <laughs> I, I, know he's, I know he's in your arsenal of characters. He still meets over in the um, in Shanghai and all those parks over there. So he can get on a plane. If they do that, if they bring things over from those parks over, there, like, in Tokyo, like, they have the little, like, bow buns, like, they have little characters mm-hmm. that look like the aliens and whatnot. I want those, yeah. too. Like, can we, if yeah. we're bringing okay. things over from the east, like, Definitely let's... can just bring a, a suitcase full of them over to you. <laughs> yes. There you go. Everything's happy. <laughs> <laughs> By everybody, you mean Kate and Jackie. <laughs> yes. Clearly. All that matters. <laughs> we're, we're clearly the center of the universe. <laughs> No, yeah, no, 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 clearly so. are. That's not, <laughs> not true at all. Not true at all. Um, but yeah, clearly Hollywood and Vine has a really great buffet. Like they just have a lot of options. It's a lot more extensive. I mean, all you listed off everything that they've got, and that list was at least twice as long for all of the meals than the previous buffets that we've talked about and yeah. some of the buffets we're going to talk about. So definitely a good option um, if you're looking for a character meal inside Hollywood Studios. Yes, for sure. So let's keep this moving. Do you want to talk a little bit about um, Tusker House? And yeah. 
Yeah, so we are hopping to Animal Kingdom now, um, and we're going to talk about Tusker House. Tusker House is another buffet. They do offer all meals um, for their buffet. It is, again, that $3 sign range, which is that $35 to $60 range. Um, characters here are Mickey, Donald, Goofy, and Daisy, which I thought was interesting because Minnie isn't in this on this list from what I found. Um, so I thought that was hmm. interesting. Um, but they all... They all are in their little like safari gear. And I think it's because this one, this particular character breakfast focuses on Donald. So I think that's why Daisy is included rather than Minnie, um, because it's like Donald and Daisy and then Mickey and Goofy are just like supporting characters in this particular instance, <laughs> Yeah, <that laughs> which is super sense. fun. Um, so in Animal Kingdom, Tusker House is located right by um, the walkway to the Festival of the Lion King building, kind of on your way to the safari area. It's kind of deceiving in the fact that, like, you don't really know it's there unless you know it's there. It's that that true. Sense. That's so um, true. I've walked by that so many times yeah. and been like, there's a restaurant in there? <laughs> Yeah, like I literally the first couple of times walked by and didn't even think anything of it. And then the more that I did, like, research about different things, I was like, there's a whole character meal there. Like, wait a minute. Hold on. Um, and this is one that is that is high on my list of places I want to try. But I need to just wait until my kiddos are a little bit older because some of the options that they have that I feel like they, I would want them to try, we just were not quite there yet. Because they do have some some unique flavors in some of their stuff, particularly in their lunch and dinner options. But let's talk about breakfast. Um, in their breakfast options, they have, they kind of do it based on like categories when you look at the menu for this particular one. Um, so they've got all sorts of pastries. They've got a zebra coffee cake, which is a fun option. They've got a guava cream cheese Danish. Um, they've got cinnamon buns and bagels and that type of thing as well. Um, in the breakfast classics category on their menu, they've got Mickey waffles and Simba waffles, which is really fun that you oh, get that little... Yeah. yeah, you get that little Animal Kingdom feel there with the Simba waffles. They've got hard-boiled eggs. They've got overnight oats. They've got a fruit salad with ginger syrup, a honey Greek yogurt, um, and granola. They've got breakfast potatoes, so a little bit different. Some of the flavors that we've seen kind of on the other ones, but a little bit different. They've got your standard breakfast meats with bacon and sausage. They also have rotisserie ham and andouille sausage pieces as well which is exciting, you know, something a little bit different if that if that's something that you're you're looking for. And then fruit, they've got um, cuties and apples and grapes and bananas, <laughs> which I just thought was funny that they, like, put those on the, on the list <laughs> as part of their offerings. Um, and then they do have cocktails as well for breakfast. Um, and then their lunch and dinner, like I said, they do have some interesting flavors that they pull from here um, for their lunch and dinner. So their house, ha house specialties, there we go are spit roasted tandoori chicken oh gosh bur is that berber i don't know how to say that berber berber i don't think that other e is pronounced um, i'm gonna go with berber marinated pork berber. Mm -hmm. that's what i'm going with um see look i try to not read the hard words <laughs> and i still end up with them anyway <laughs> always end up with them. Oh, the they've got green curry shrimp they've got chicken curry zatar braised beef chermu ooh Chermula, if I can read, <laughs> I just like the hard one. I read that way too fast. That one's not that bad. I just read that. <laughs> listen, Kate, listen. Um, they've got chermula, salmon fillets, and then they've got vegetarian options with a plant-based 
rice and plant-based sausage, roasted Those vegetables. Rice. Yeah. 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 That sounds good. Um, mashed potatoes. They've got, it says feisty green beans, which I think is hysterical. <laughs> feisty <laughs> green beans. <laughs> Let's eat your sense. feisty green beans. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got cauliflower bunny chow on the menu, which is just an interesting, just interesting uh, descriptions for those. And then um, kids meal, they've got corn dog nuggets, mac and cheese, chicken legs, green beans, mashed potatoes, those types of things. And then again, your um, adults can choose from beer, cocktails, wines, and ciders that they have there as well. So just some different options um, if you're looking for a little bit more flavor, maybe added to your lunch and dinner buffet options, that's what they've got. I did find a picture of the Simba waffles. Looks like it's mixed with the Mickey waffle as well. So, okay, they all come together. Yeah, so it's just like a little round waffle with Simba's head in the middle. Cute. Yeah, they have them at uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge too. If you have the Boma breakfast, they mm-hmm. also have them there. So, all right. Well, that it definitely is like a menu that's. It is more unique. It's kind of like that Boma mm-hmm. breakfast where it's like mm-hmm. you, there's some adventurous things there, but there's also enough things that you can have some, you know, more American taste palette, yes. I guess, uh, flavors right. as well. So um, I did get a question that I want to answer really quick before we hop to our next one. Someone was asking about the gluten-free menus. Um, I feel confident in answering this because I have had experience with friends who have ordered from the gluten-free menu. Um, The majority of the time, it's very, very good. I will warn that the gluten-free waffles can be very hit or miss. Um, The particular gluten-free waffle mix that I know that they have used previously um, just is very tricky to bake on large scale. So I have had instances where the waffles were just very dense and very underbaked in the middle. Um, but again, that's not widespread. That's not like an, a, a, an issue that happens every single time, but just be warned. Um, we've had to unfortunately request a second batch of them be made previously just because it was like almost inedible. Um, I wonder if they just sit for a while because they don't use them that often. I don't think that's the case. I think they are made to order and Mm -hmm. I think they just don't have the time to take to ensure the, the, the consistency and cooking a lot of, if you know, if you are gluten-free baking with gluten-free can be a little more temperamental than just your standard, uh, you know, ingredients that you would use. Um, so I think it's more so that, and I will also say that's leading me very nicely to my next point that if you are looking for something gluten-free, um, or allergen-free, do keep in mind that it may take a few extra minutes because a lot of that is made to order or it's made on special pans that they make sure are cleaned and sanitized in between if it's an allergy concern or things like that. Um, So do keep that in mind as well, um, that you just may be waiting a few extra minutes for your food, especially if you're at somewhere like a buffet where everything else is already made and out and available, you may be waiting extra to get your food prepped back in the kitchen and made and brought out to you. Yeah, that's a a good tip for sure. Um, so we, shall we move to outside the parks? And of course, the first one on our list is one that's actually not currently available, uh, but hopefully will be again at some point. Uh, there, and it is 1900 Park Fair, which I have been out with my family before. Um, 
this is at the Grand Floridian, which you might know is going through a lot of renovations right now. So it's, and it never really opened again post like the world changing. It just kind of like stayed shut and now everything's getting renovated. So, um, this is a, it has a breakfast and a dinner buffet. So it's a buffet restaurant and it's the $3 signs. So (laughs) the price, I'm doing like the $3 signs versus the $4 signs is on the, a little bit less expensive side of the character dining. Um, And uh, this one has really unique characters in it, which I hope they bring back. They had Mary Poppins, Alice, the Mad Hatter, Pooh, and Tigger. So you think of kind of like the British, British ones, British people of British characters of Disney. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's who they have there. Um, and they were really wonderful when we interacted with them. It was it was so much fun to interact with the Mad Hatter, especially. It's just a mm-hmm. kick. So um, that's really fun. I will say that if you have been to 99er Park Fair, you might have seen this organ. That is this little pretty pastel organ that's about 15 feet up on the wall. And this is actually known as Big Bertha. It's the name Big Bertha. It's so small. <laughs> <laughs> it's big. It's actually really big when it was right. up on the wall. Right. Um, it just looks, it's, it's that whole, what is that, forced perspective. It just looks so small up on the wall up there. I know. Um, so this is an organ, an antique band organ that was built in Paris, France by Gavoli and Company at the turn of the last century. So long, long time ago. It has pipes, drums, castanets, bells, cymbals, and xylophone, and it's all played on paper, piano, roll, books. Um, So cool. It was used from 1909 to 1955 in Ramona Park in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which was known as the amusement mecca of Western Michigan. And how they got, Disney got this, by the way, is there was like, they basically just bought like a whole whole bunch of... um, music boxes and and organ things and pieces off of old carousels and whatnot uh, all in like a lot in like the end of the 1960s and they put a whole bunch of them in Walt Disney World so they you'll see also in the uh, Main Street Station in Magic Kingdom you'll also see a music box in there as well that was purchased at the same time as Big Bertha so um, it's slowly like the music boxes have just been disappearing from the parks which makes me really sad um, sad. <laughs> yeah, but there are still a few around. Um, so that is one of them that hopefully you'll be able to see and hear again. It does actually play music when you're in there every once in a while. Um, so let's hop over to the Beach Club Resort. Um, and we are going to talk about Cape May Cafe, which I feel like this is a fan favorite. I feel like a lot of people like to try to get this one whenever they go to Disney on their trips. Um, it is breakfast only. It is a breakfast buffet um, at the Beach Club Resort. And it is, again, that $3 sign, so that $35 to $60 range. Um, here you will find Minnie, Donald, Goofy, and Daisy greeting you for your breakfast. Um, and it is Minnie's Beach Bash breakfast. So they are all decked out in Hawaiian attire. So Higher in a beach outfits whenever you visit there. Um, the food at this one, you've got a couple little fun extra things. Um, you've got a you've got salted caramel beach buns, which I feel like sound super 
sticky and delicious all at the same time. Um, they've got fruits, oatmeal, waffles and French toast. They've got cheddar biscuits and gravy, which is a little bit of a different um, take on the biscuits and gravy. Scrambled eggs, bacon, sausage, omelet, and carving stations. Um, and then they just have, in general, on their menu, classic favorites for children. So I assume that's a lot of what you see at some of the other buffets with eggs and cereals and, and options and things like that. <laughs> like grapes and cuties and bananas, you know, all those fun things. Um, but definitely a fun breakfast option if you are looking for a breakfast buffet character meal. And I haven't been here yet, but I've heard some really good things about the food there. So lots yeah, of it's one that I'm me. like debating. We keep debating about on this next trip if we want to do a character meal or not and where we want to go. And we're trying to get Topolino's because, of course, we are. And we'll get to Topolino's in a little bit here. <laughs> Um, but we've got several different um, alerts set up on mouse dining to, to figure out what uh, character meal we want to do. And Kate May is one that I considered, but I also feel like my kids will be sad if Mickey's not there. So, like, I haven't decided oh, yeah. if that's one that we're going to do or not, just because my kids are very big Mickey fans. They love all the other characters as well. But, like, look at Donald. He looks so they're happy in his beach outfits. are so I fun. Like this one with his hat and his little Hawaiian shirt and look at Minnie's little dress. And her She's got a little striped hat. and a striped hat and it's so cute. I yeah. feel like this is also the outfits that they go when they do meet and greets at like Boardwalk and, and Beach Club and all mm. those ones because they'll do just kind of the characters will just kind of walk around there sometimes at those resorts. I feel like these are very similar to those outfits, if not the same ones. Probably because I was going to say probably because Cape May is at the beach club. So you would think mm -hmm. that they're not going to run home and change. That takes way too long, Kate. I know. <laughs> way too long. <laughs> Daisy's got a Daisy's little sassy outfit. Cute, yeah, as always. Mm -hmm. I love her. Queen of sass. <laughs> <laughs> She's wonderful. Yes, she is. Um, so, yeah, so that's Cape May Cafe. Shall we move on to a somewhat controversial <laughs> Let's go dig into the controversy. I'm all about it. I feel it. like it's only controversial because I feel like it's controversial. But let's talk about <laughs> Chef Mickey's. It is oh controversial. People have strong yeah. opinions about this one. And it's, yeah. they either love it or hate it. It's kind of like yeah. where they go with this. Right. Okay, so let's let's give you all the info and the facts on it. Um, so Chef Mickey's is at the Contemporary Resort. Um, it is breakfast or dinner buffet, so they do not have a lunch option there. But their breakfast goes fairly late, if I remember. It goes pretty much all the way up until noon or 12.30, I believe, um, when it comes to their breakfast options. Um, you will find here Mickey and Minnie, and Pluto, and Donald, and Goofy. And Kate is showing you a picture of my kiddo's first ever interaction with Mickey Mouse, oh, and it just makes so me want to cry because I love it so much. <laughs> so he was, he was about, let's see, he was about 22 months, and that was his first trip, and... Uh. We weren't sure how he was going to do with the characters, which is why he's sitting on my husband's lap pretty much meeting <laughs> all of them. But we had, I will say the one thing is the table we were at was really great because we could see all of the characters in 
So if you're familiar with Chef Mickey's, they have that big area where it's the like self-serve, soft-serve ice cream and like all the, the fix-ins and all that. And we were right next to that. So all of the characters were in like the back room and we could watch them before they got to us, which was super helpful to my kiddo. That we just happened to end up at that table because he could see them all from afar and watch them approach us, which was super helpful. Um, and so it, it, the food here has a, a history of being very hit or miss. Unfortunately, our experience on that particular trip was we all got sick after eating at Chef Mickey's. <gasps> no. Oh, so yeah. sad. And it, yeah. It was like not quite food poisoning level. Like I wouldn't call it food poisoning, but like we all got sick, even my kiddo, after eating there. So that has pretty much just ruined Chef Mickey's for us. Yeah. And that was the instance where my friend who was traveling with us, who is gluten-free, had so many issues with the waffles that they were making for her in the kitchen. She had to send them back and get a second batch made. And it was it was a, quite a big ordeal. It was worth it in the end because my kiddo had a really good experience with the characters. And, like, that made it made up for it a little bit. But, like, that is the only trip that I've missed a park day because I've gotten sick on my trip. And it was all because we ate there, which was, like, not great. You're like, never again. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Like, when we talk about – we when, when my husband and I are planning and we talk about – the options for character meals. It's like, we don't even talk about Chef Mickey. It's not it's an like, option. No. I mean, maybe forever. someday would try dinner, but breakfast is, is nope. Oh, nope. Just, awful. we just won't do it again. It can be very hit or miss. As buffets kind of can be. So like it is what it is. Um, if you time it right, when they're bringing out all the new fresh, everything, then you may have an amazing experience. I don't know. I don't know if it was timing or if it was, who knows? Just the perfect storm of the wrong experience for our particular party oh, that went. So but sad. I also know a lot of families who have had really good experiences with the food, with the characters, with everything. So, um, again. And I, I will say, too, that buffets are prone to or toward you getting more options for, or, sorry, let me rephrase this. Buff, you can... It is easier for you to get sick at a buffet because you are touching all the same utensils that everybody else touches and then everybody goes and eats. So like we, that's how I got really sick on my Disney cruise was from a buffet from touching handles of things that other people had touched and they do sanitize your hands. Now they even make you wash your hands as you, as you go in. Um, but people sit down and eat and then they go back and get seconds. And so, um, that is my biggest advice for staying healthy. If you're eating in a buffet, you know, sanitize your hands like crazy every time you come back from that before you touch any of your food or utensils or anything you're going to put in your mouth, just sanitize everything. Um, and I, cause you just, you don't want to miss your Disney trip because you got sick from the buffet. Like yes. Jackie. <laughs> I know it was so sad. I was just like, laying in bed and I, of course, like everyone else I was with, I was like, please go to the park. Like, do not like, it's okay. Yeah. And so kiddo and I stayed and we laid in bed and watched Mickey cartoons and took a nap. And I mean, yeah. it was memorable. It, it, was something. It, it also didn't help that I was like eight months pregnant with my daughter oh. on that trip too. Oh, so no, that was, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it was, <laughs> it well, was just added one of those... fear of like, am I, 
is this, is my baby okay? You know, like, cause yeah. I'm getting sick right. and stuff like that. That's so scary. Right. And I, I and just the dehydration and the trying to keep everything down and the cast members, I will say just total, total side note. We were at pop century in that particular instance and the cast members down in the, um, little like convenience store area where they have like the little grab and go, like sodas and chips and all that stuff were so wonderful because my husband was trying to find ginger ale for me because I couldn't keep anything down and they didn't have anything out in the cases. And he like asked a cast member and the cast member like went in the back and broke open their newly delivered everything and brought him out like two big things of ginger ale. And it was just, (laughs) the cast members were very lovely and they took care of us and we got everything we needed and it was all okay and all was well, but it was not a fun 24 hours. (laughs) No, no, nobody wants that to happen on their vacation. Right. And of course it was like not the end of our vacation either. It was like right in the middle of the week. So yeah, well, we rallied and we finished okay and we made it home and it was, it was okay. (laughs) You have a story to tell. I know. And I slept like the entire 15 hour car ride home because I was just like, I'm so done. (laughs) Oh, so sorry, Jackie. Yes. So that's okay. Cause that was, you know, gosh, my daughter just turned five. So that was Oh, over five yeah. years ago, but I just, <laughs> you know, I still have PTSD and I just, I just can't make myself go back. But <laughs> if you choose you. to try Chef Mickey's, let's talk about the food. <laughs> <laughs> Did we talk about the um, breakfast they, already? Uh, no, we haven't. Um, so breakfast options, they do have sausage and gravy, waffles, French toast. Um, they have a corned beef hash, a charcuterie with cheese and all that good stuff. Fruit. Um, they do have like a little carving station with pit pit ham which i don't know what that means but it sounds fancy so pit ham is like um you think of like hawaii they what they do is they bake their ham their ham they bake their like pig underground in a pit oh i think it's related to that style i don't think they actually do that there but i think it's like that's that's where the terminology comes from is pit ham if i had to guess i'm just guessing (laughs) not a food expert disney expert not a food expert (laughs) That makes sense. Um, and they have a beef brisket, and they have eggs and frittatas, and they have morning cocktails there if you so choose. Um, and then their dinner option is a – they have tomato and rosemary focaccia. They have seasonal-inspired salad. They have a carving station featuring a chef's selection of meat, so whatever they have at the moment for that. Um, they have shrimp and grits, roasted pork. They have a plant-based – they have plant-based seasonal-inspired dishes, so the plant-based options kind of change and rotate with that. Um, they have mac and cheese, stir fry, roasted veggies, and then they have, again, classic favorites for children. So they're going to have things like chicken tenders and mac and cheese and that type of thing. Um, and then they have, I, I didn't do a lot of dessert writing down, but they do have a chef selection of desserts, including a warm apple crisp, which just like sounds amazing to me. Um, and Right. That's what I was like. Oh, for like this, this is like perfect time of year for that. Um, and then again, they do have beer, hard cider, cocktails, and wine for their dinner as well. So that's Chef Mickey's. (laughs) Mickey's. (laughs) Let's move on from Chef Mickey's. Um, let's move on to Ohana, which is a lot of people's favorite. I hear this all the time. I have, I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. I have not been to Ohana. I have just heard a lot about it over the years. I haven't um, either, which is really surprising for me because Stitch is there, but it, I, I know. 
it's it's one of those things that like when we do character meals we always do whatever like the kids are going to want to do and so as mom i kind of sacrifice my love of stitch and let my kids do the characters they're going to want to do i will say i may have set up mouse dining alerts for ohana for this (laughs) oh i hope you get to do it we'll see we'll see what happens i feel like it's a good compromise because my kids also now are like old enough to be able to be like mom loves stitch so we're going to go see stitch like you know that type of mentality and also mickey and pluto and lilo are there too so they're just fun characters because you don't that's really one of the only places to see lilo which is a fun fun character that you get to see there ali beth says that she enjoyed her ohana dinner right at firework time so that's another Mm. thing you could aim for if you wanted to Two two birds with one stone, so to speak. You can yeah. see a nice view of the fireworks and also see um, all these characters as well. So that's that's an awesome idea. Yeah. So they do have um, this is a family style dining. So if anybody's familiar with that, that's just they put bowls of food out on the table and then every you kind of serve yourself out of the bowls. Um, so they have breakfast. They've got the same kinds of things that they had fresh fruit and all the all the, the usual things. But they have pineapple coconut breakfast bread, which sounds amazing. Ohana breakfast skillet that has scrambled eggs and pork sausage links, Hawaiian style ham topped with pineapple compote. I wonder if that's like spam because they're big on spam in Hawaii. Probably. Like huge. I'm like, they're just not going to say spam because it's like, right. you know, but uh, fried island style potatoes, Mickey shaped waffles and biscuits. So lots of Hawaiian style breakfast foods, which sounds amazing. And then for dinner, they've got a mixed green salad, a signature Ohana bread, uh, honey coriander chicken wings. That sounds awesome as well. Pork dumplings tossed in a garlic chili sauce and um, Ohana dinner skillet. So um, then they also have Ohana bread pudding and then a selection of cocktails, beer and wine, like everywhere else. And there are plant-based options there um, at this particular one. So if you're looking for that, yeah. And I don't remember if we did note this is at the Polynesian Resort, if anyone didn't know what we oh, were yeah. talking about with Ohana. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, jumped into, we jumped into, like, the characters and all the all the fun stuff. But, yes, it is at the Polynesian Resort, which makes sense for Lilo and Stitch, which makes sense for all of the flavors that Kate just described to us in the options that they have for their food. <laughs> Ali Best said that they serenaded them because they thought they were on a date. That's so fun. <laughs> Um, Ohana is like a, a $3 sign, uh, expense as well. So it's, it's a little bit on the lower side of the, of the expenses for these ones. But shall we jump over to one that's maybe on the higher side? <laughs> yes. I think this is the most expensive, probably the most expensive option at Disney World for, for the character dining. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so that would be the storybook dining at Artist's Point. Wait, do you um, think it's this... more than Cinderella's Royal Table? I don't know. We'd have to look it up. Yeah. I'm They're both sure. really expensive. To the price compare. Save up for these ones, friends. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, this is a dinner only option that they have at the Wilderness Lodge Resort. Um, and the characters that you're going to see here are Snow White. The Evil Queen, which is a super fun one to see during a character um, meet. I think that's the only villain that I know of that does a character meal interaction. Yeah. And then you get Grumpy and Dopey with them as well. Um, so you get some dwarves and Snow White and the Evil Queen. So Two of the seven. <laughs> <laughs> more for the other five. <laughs> 
No, the only the other five only come out during Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. That's that's their contract, Kate. <laughs> They're too busy working in the mines. They got they got work to do. In the mines, in the mines. All right. So the food they've got there, um, they've got cottage beef stroganoff, royal um, royal prime rib roast, a stroll through nature. What is that? I don't know, but their names know. of all of their stuff is all completely themed, and I was like, I don't know what some of this is. It's like magic mirror, slow brace, pork shank. Like, we can guess that. I was like, a stroll through nature must be some sort of maybe salad or salad. Yeah. yeah. Um, Brothers Grimm herb chicken, bashful, sustainable fish, sorcerer's spell of tricking chicken. <laughs> and then your cocktails and wine. It's <laughs> like chicken, chicken. That's Think what the menu says. <laughs> Oh gosh, no, that sounds. I have wanted to eat here for a long time because it, the the theming is pretty fantastic here. Besides mm-hmm. the characters, do you want to go for the kids' food? I'll see if I can yeah. find a picture of it. Yeah, so they do have a kids' specific menu as well. Um, they have a grilled chicken option, a grilled fish of the day option, and a prime rib roast. So you've definitely got to pay attention to the kids' meal here, the kids' menu here, because like I know for my kids in particular. They're not going to want what's on the menu here. Um, they're not fans of grilled chicken. They're not fans of fish. And they're not fans of rib roast. So this is one of those options that, like, I would love to go to, but just not feasible for my family, especially for the price point. Um, because, like we mentioned, it is that $4 sign, which means $60 or more per person. So your kids are going to be sitting at minimum around that $60 option. So keep that in mind. Yeah, and the inside of the restaurant is beautiful because it looks like there's these big trees that you're dining in a forest. Mm-hmm. So that is the setting. And I believe that the trees also light up from what I've seen. Um, I think you are correct. They have like little twinkle lights kind of up in the. Yeah, it gives the vibe. If you are at all a Disneyland regular, it very much gives the vibe of the end of Snow White's Enchanted Wish, the attraction mm-hmm. where it's kind of like mm-hmm. all the trees light up and then you're in yes. the forest with all the twinkle lights and. So it's a very, very pretty uh, restaurant. And it looks like, well, I'm actually looking at it now. I'm like, now I'm second guessing myself about whether or not the trees light up. <laughs> there's definitely lights involved in this because I'm looking yeah. at it and there's like some the, like there. lantern type lights. I know for sure they have, which from what this you just showed. Yeah, this one is like, I think this is a Christmas one. Okay. But I feel like I've seen the trees light up in there. So maybe I'm just making up things. In any case, there is a forest, and there are trees, and there are branches. And there so are lights. Well, there are lights. There's a combination of all of them. But I've always, I've tried to get in here several times, and I've never been able to get in. So um, someday I'm going to eat at Artist Point. So that also brings it up the um, the whole point of uh, how do you get these reservations, which um, we have a few more restaurants to go here, but just take a mini break from the restaurants to, to mention yes. Uh, we've gone over this before, some of our best tips for getting these signing reservations, but the best, the easiest way to do it is to make sure that you are early, <laughs> early to the game. So as soon as it opens up, and it's 60 days now, it used to be 90, used to be crazy, but um, yes. 60 days in advance mm-hmm. to the minute, to the second <laughs> that your window opens, um, which I believe is, it's 3 a.m. Pacific time, but 6 a.m., Eastern time. 
Yes. So make sure you set your alarm. If you're on the Pacific Coast, you know, either wake up really oh, early, yeah. go to bed really late, or wake up in the middle of the night. It's always fun to do those days. Um, but And I also recommend trying to book your hardest dining reservation the latest you can in your trip because there'll be less people that have had that date open to them. So that is my my biggest tip, if you can't get your dining reservations or something's still blocked out and you weren't able to get it, what Jackie mentioned earlier, there's mouse dining. There's also a really great dining reservation finder um, that I have in my, my link as well um, that will text you. And there's there's some options out there for getting texts or emails, notifications. Just make sure when you get those, you immediately act on it. Don't be like, oh, there's a table and after work I'll get to it. Like just Right. Drop everything and get your dining <laughs> reservation. I'll take you like yeah. two seconds. Yeah. So. I literally, I set them up for Topolino's because that morning I tried, I did, I worked backwards. Like I went to our last date that we were leaving and checking out and worked my way backwards to try to get it. Still couldn't get Topolino's because it's just that hard to get. Um, and so then I immediately got on and set up alerts. And later that day I got an alert and I immediately got on it and I was still too slow. Yeah, yeah, you have I to miss it, and that's the only alert that I've gotten for Topolinos, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, that's fine. I don't need any dining reservations for this upcoming one. I was like, man, I'll find something to eat, um, <laughs> but I go by myself, and I go all the time, so it's fine, yeah. but um, our friend travel agent Liz said uh, she ate there recently at uh, Artist Point, and they do have lights in the trees. It, they flash red when the evil queen walks in, and... Uh, mm. So there's some there's some lights in the trees and whatnot. So Ooh. thank yeah. you, Liz. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. So yeah, so that's one of those again. And unfortunately, a lot of these character meals are just tough to get. Um, some you'll find are more difficult than others, like we've been mentioning. But they're all pretty much difficult to get, and you want to book them first and book them towards the end of your trip to get your best option of having the availability that you're looking for, and just be flexible you know, know that you're, you know, maybe you've got a window from anywhere from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. we could go, you know, that type of thing. You want to give yourself enough time so that way you're not, you're not, you know, narrowed down and in, in, into just one particular time that you're looking for. Yeah, like when we were more flexible, we were able to get more. Like sometimes you, who wants to eat dinner at like 3 p.m.? But you just decide like, we really want to eat at this place, so we're just going to organize our food the rest of the day to make it make sense. You know, you just right. do what you got to do. Exactly. Exactly. Um, um, shall we move on to our fave? <laughs> I think it's time that we go. So this will be our, our last one um, in the Walt Disney World portion of this character dining. And Jackie, do you want to tell them our very favorite character dining place in Disney World? What would be... Topolino's Terrace at the Riviera Resort. It is the newest of the character meal options at Disney World. The Riviera opened, oh gosh, like mid-pandemic times, I believe, mm-hmm. like 2020 at some yeah, point. They had a rough time to open that. Yeah, um, it is so much fun. Yes, so it is at the Riviera Resort, and if you're familiar with the Riviera, it's kind of the main area is set up in like a U-shape sort of, and this particular restaurant is the very tippy top of the one side. Um, I think it's like the 13th or 14th floor, something like that, but it's it's up there. Um, yeah, and here you will... 
Yes, here you will find, I know I love that view from the balcony. Oh, I had to put that picture on there because I was like, this is just beautiful. <laughs> um, so here you will find Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Daisy. And they are all dressed up um, in their little, like, they're, they're, they're artists of various kinds. So Mickey is a painter, Daisy is a dancer, Minnie is a writer, and Donald... I think he's is a sculptor, sculptor, sculptor. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I think so. so. Just the cutest little outfits. Yeah, so much fun. Yes. Um, so much fun up there. And that you also get access to that really great balcony area um, where you can overlook the um, Caribbean Beach Resort and the Skyliner and that whole area in the water. It's just so, so much fun. Oh, look at Elliot and Daisy. That's so fun. <laughs> He's being such a gentleman. He is. Look at him. <laughs> Very dignified. <laughs> um, so, yes, this is just one of those perfect combinations of character experiences and food options on their menu. Just so much fun. They only have breakfast for their characters. Now, they do also have other meals that are served there, and the food is exceptional as well but oh you and Minnie are like twinning with your color schemes <laughs> in this and I love that this. Really well. I, I know did. you and your Tower of Terror outfit so much fun <laughs> I love yeah. it well and we so we made a reservation at this one this was just me and Elliot um had a reservation for this and I purposefully made it at like 11 30 so that we could have it for lunch even though it was a breakfast reservation so we had like the brunch menu, but we had it 1130. So it felt like lunchtime for us. And that was perfect. And they were cleaning up the restaurant and like ready to turn it over. Um, so mm-hmm. it was getting really like empty, which was actually really nice. It made it a lot quieter and whatnot. So if you're looking for a more relaxed uh, time, you can have some of those later times to book Um and, uh, you know, and Disney makes them available. So it's not like we, we walked in at the last second and, right. you know, in, right. inconvenienced anybody, we would never want to do that. So it was just really fun to have the place to ourselves. Practically, <laughs> the characters yeah. gave you a lot of attention because you were right. just there. So right. it was fun. Um, and we, when we visited, it was shortly after everything reopened. So all of our character meets were still very distant and we actually didn't get like, the individual table meet and greet, but my kids still still talk about how much fun it was to eat there because they just loved the atmosphere. And they do, again, like Kate mentioned, all of these places will do like little announcements or little songs or little, a lot of them do little parades, um, different things like that. So my kids just still remember that experience and we still got to see all the characters and they got waves, you know, and got, you know, to see them all walk around and that type of thing. So Disney did a really good job with that during that moment um, when we weren't really sure what we were going to get when we went there. Yeah. So, yeah. When, so I think the character interaction is stellar here. Not only do they do like table to table, but they do like a whole song where everybody like, and they, and they dance around and move around That's and stuff so during the fun. song. Uh, but then the food itself is just spectacular. It's just yeah. so good. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, do you want to show some photos while I talk about some different options that they have here? Yeah, I will show. Okay. I'll start off with my quiche because this is my okay. favorite. <laughs> yes, so they do have a quiche option that Kate is showing there, which looks like some quiche and roasted potatoes. Mm-hmm. They're like Parmesan roasted potatoes, I think. Mm-hmm. Roasted garlic potatoes. They're so good. Yeah. They're just really good. 
Yes, um, they've got an avocado toast option. They've got a whole fruit plate. They've got, you can get eggs. You can get uh, a wild mushroom scramble. The sour cream waffle, which is what I had whenever I went the one time that I've been mm-hmm. able to go. It's so good. This, this <laughs> so good. is amazing. Yeah, so good. Um, they have a smoked salmon. They have wood-fired steak and eggs. Um, and they have a, is that the salmon? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Elliot had the and same. Then they, yeah. And then they have a bread pudding brulee. And then they also have cocktails as well. So a definitely a an elevated menu, more so than from what we've seen at the other places. So I will say that they've had a change to this. If you've eaten at Topolino's in the past, um, you were able to choose like multiple entrees and like eat as much as you wanted. They no longer allow you to do that there. So you got to pick one entree, but our server was like, but I can bring out unlimited sides for you. However many sides yeah. you want. They're like, do you want sausage? Do you want bacon? Do you want waffles? Do you want this? They like, they, he just is like, you make the most of it. Cause you're allowed to order all these sides. And we're like, okay. Mm-hmm. So we okay. ordered a lot of sides to try and they yeah. were great. But, um, just be aware that if you have eaten there in the past, that is a significant change and they do, but they do also have like a little selection of, um, pastries. I know yours looks a little bit different, Jackie, because I think you went there later than us. Now they come in these little mm-hmm. like paint pots with a little Mickey oh, that's trio cute. of like uh, jam and butter and Nutella, um, mm-hmm. which is delicious. And it's usually like croissants and muffins and something else I'm forgetting, like a strudel or something. I, I can't remember what it is. Yeah. It's like a Danish or something. I think it's a Danish. I think that yeah. sounds right. Um, and then I will mention, because I, I stopped myself before I finish this, the kids do have their own separate menu here as well. Um, they have a scrambled egg option. They have a fruit and yogurt option. And then the best kids option, they have these Mickey waffle dippers and they come out on the plate that looks like an, a palette of paint and they have all these little dipping options. And the one is a Mickey waffle and the other one is a mini waffle, which is just the best. <laughs> yes. And then yeah, our servers in the world. Yeah, ours, right? Our server when we went um, was so sweet. Oh my gosh. And he was like, here's what you want to get. And he like, like pre-ordered some stuff for us because this was again, back when you could order kind of more than one. That's the steak and eggs that my husband got. Um, But he, my daughter was under three and he brought her out her own whole plate of those little waffle dippers and like (laughs) asked what size she wanted and like so they were just my kids were so happy and that's part of it was just like a magical experience and like the server brought like almost like a flight of their different juice options that they had because they have a lot of like different unique juices there too which I don't know if you experienced that or not Kate when you got the pog juice um, and they had the pog juice and they had a couple different ones and so they brought out like for like all of us like four cups of juice. Like our server was just wonderful. We did a whole cast compliment multiple for him because he was just so wonderful. Um, but like my daughter got her whole, her own plate and it was just so lovely. And he like made sure that we knew we should like walk out and go to the balcony and take photos. And it was just like, it was such a lovely experience that we had that I feel like it was just so wonderful. Yeah, they I also thought I was going to pull my my little card off the wall. We framed our little Riviera card because it was just so cute. And we got two of them. So we framed them. Here, hold on. Let me grab it. 
So they have these little uh, cards that they give you as well as a souvenir that says fun on the Riviera and it has the four characters on the front and then on the back it has like their, I believe it has their signatures on the back. So it's like as if the character signed it for you. Um, it does. Look. See, yeah. we have our little, our little, <laughs> oh, see my Mickey light. Hold on, let me turn that off <laughs> so that you guys can actually see. But yeah. We literally I mean, framed. I know, and it hangs on our wall in our playroom. Oh, <laughs> it's so sweet. Yeah, it's got all their little, all the little signatures on the bottom of it. So if you can tell by now, we really so love the, we love Topolinos. I do have a little bit of history of Topolinos, um, and uh, this one I think is is really interesting. So Topolinos is, for those of you who don't know, is kind of like the Italian name for Mickey Mouse. It literally means little mouse. And this was a comic book series that was published in Italy starting in 1932 all the way to present day. There was a little bit of like a, a pause of it during the war, which is a whole nother story in itself that I won't get into right now. Um, but you can still see uh, this is what Topolinos look like back in the day. The little So basically what happened was they the person who started releasing these Mickey cartoons didn't get licensing from Disney before they started releasing oh, them okay. in 1930s. Uh, so they paused. They they eventually um, they, they changed it to Topo Lino for a little while after Disney was like, hey, like, stop using stop my mouse. That. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, they eventually did make a contract with Walt Disney um, and they start producing these, continue to produce these for Italy. So uh, Topolino is what they call Mickey Mouse in Italy. And uh, that's, that's so cute. Yeah, that's where that comes from. So if you're wondering what Topolino means, it's just kind of like Mickey Mouse in Italian. So um, I have a question from Priscilla. It says, can you take your time eating there or are they time limit? Uh, they did not rush us out. They we lingered and they were a okay with it. So there's not a time limit. Um, I know that they want to turn tables and things like that just in general for their own reservation system. So it's better to not like, you know, stay forever. But um, they they definitely did not push us out the door, and we were allowed to just watch the characters. And some of them even came around twice to us. So yeah. <laughs> we were like, yeah. And the time but... that we sat there when we went, we had we saw all of the characters twice. Like they did their yeah. whole rounds twice. Um, but that was they weren't going table to table. Yeah. So it was a little bit shorter of an interaction. But they would go. They would take the main walkways and pause and wave and do photo do distanced photos. Um, like I've got photos of my kids sitting at the table with the characters in the background. So like, and they very much like looked for like, okay, who's taking the photos and they would pose and you know, that kind of thing. So again, I had a, a different experience just because it was right after kind of things were reopening and like our tables were distanced when we went. So like no one was on either side of us. There was like every other table that they did. Um, not like so I still don't know. I know. I still don't know how I got that reservation, <laughs> like especially at the capacity that they were at. And we got like a, it was like an 845 reservation. And I was like, I don't know how that magic happened, but it happened and it was lovely. <laughs> I went, I went during that time period too. It's funny to, to think about that. Like we could have been there at the same time. Right. <laughs> interesting uh, but yeah I went there during that same, same time period and they were mm -hmm. doing the social distancing kind of thing but now they're um, they definitely go table to table and you can give them hugs and get up and take pictures with them and all those kinds of things again which is it's wonderful so it's at, in case you didn't know just go get the reservation just do it 
just do it. You will not regret it. It's amazing. And I think it's absolutely yes. worth the money that you paid for that one. Um, and I feel like it's not even as expensive as some of the others. It's still spendy. No, but it's not. Fairly reasonable. But the thing about this is I'm more willing to pay at Topolino's because of the food quality. And I think yes. that's really what sets it apart from the other options that we've talked about, from the buffets, the family style options, even the table service options. Their food here is just next level. Like, it just is. They're, the menu offerings that they have and the theming of the kids' stuff and it's just all because it's the newest option. You can just tell about the extra little thought that they put into everything. Yes. And I feel like it, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, me, I agree a hundred percent. Well, do we want to hop over to Disneyland? Yes. Before we hop over there, I did have a question that I wanted to answer um, that I almost forgot about. Um, okay. But I did have the question we were talking earlier about making your reservations. Jordan asked, can you book all your reservations for the whole trip 60 days out from your day one? Yes. So what will happen is automatically the system will open up for your length of your reservation. So the day that your check-in day is 60 days away, your entire reservation will open. The only thing you'll have to pay attention to is if you're someone who's doing like a split stay or something like that, you're going to have multiple dates you have to look at. So do keep that in mind. If you're looking, um, especially if you're doing a split stay, you're going to have two different 60-day dates that you'll have. Um, but yes, you'll be able to book for your entire length of your stay. Um, alrighty. Yes. So shall we hop over to Disneyland then? Yes. And, uh, yes. Okay. So in the park, there's, uh, exactly, exactly one. There used to be two because there used to be another one character dining that was over where Lamplight Lounge is now when it was like Ariel's Grotto. There was a wonderful character dining one that included all the Disney princesses and that does not exist anymore because it's now Lamplight Lounge. So that doesn't exist, but they did bring back uh, breakfast in the park at the Plaza Inn, which is, I think, easily my favorite character dining anywhere. <laughs> uh, well, wow. Topolino's, maybe not over Topolino's. I think it's <laughs> over Topolino's. So in Disneyland, That's let's say Disneyland. Okay. Uh, okay. This is a breakfast buffet that has $3 signs. Um, and uh, this is in, in Disneyland Park. It's a Minnie and Friends breakfast with a rotating list of characters. And there are so many characters at this. And sometimes you get the extremely rare ones that you don't see anywhere else. And they mm -hmm. just like pop out at this breakfast. So <laughs> this is one of like my favorite Disney memories is we did kind of like a whole Peter Pan themed day. And my son was dressed like um, Captain Hook. And Captain Hook happened to be at the restaurant that morning. Oh, how fun. So my son was dressed like Captain Hook with Captain Hook. And then uh, and then my, my daughters were all dressed like uh, Wendy and P Tinkerbell. And then we actually, after that, we went over to Pixie Hollow and met Tinkerbell. And our way out of Pixie Hollow, we ran into Peter Pan and he, like, sat down and talked to my kids for, like, five minutes. And it was, oh, like, crazy sweet. cool. So, uh, anyway, that's just one of my favorite Disney moments. But uh, you can also see, like, we've got Max was there. <laughs> when we went That's so fun and then they had uh okay here's mini there's my kids in all those outfits so but um and then we had uh the fairy godmother was also oh, there i love when fairy godmother is out like mm, day made she is one of the most fun meet and greets to have 
she's so wonderful. Like she's yes. just, she feels like your fairy godmother when you talk yes. to her. <laughs> and I total, total side note, I met her completely randomly in, oh gosh, 2015, I think it was. I was with my best friend who was a cast member at the time and we were just wandering around Magic Kingdom and she just happened to be meeting by like the castle turrets back behind the castle in New Fantasyland. And she was, she's one of those characters that can be aware of other characters and other universes happening. And I don't remember, we had on character shirts or something that she made a comment about. And then she was like, well, girls, we must take a selfie together. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> the best. And then, and we did the selfie and she, she did like the, cause at that time the duck lip pose was like the super oh. like, that's like, funny. Like, and so I've got this amazing selfie. I'll have to post it in the Discord after we get off of here of my best friend and I and the fairy godmother all doing that pose together. And she just is one of the most fun characters that, like, when I see her, I'm like, nope, I'm going. I don't even care what else is happening. I'm going to meet her. She's amazing. Oh, yes. yes. That's wonderful. Yes. That's such a fun story. So much fun. Um, they also sometimes will have Winnie the Pooh and characters from Winnie the Pooh there as well. I have like ones of Tigger and Winnie the Pooh and just all of them. It's like, so anyway, long story short, this is a place to meet a lot of really unique characters will pop out here and you just kind of never know who you're going to get. So you can't really mm -hmm. go, you know, Minnie's going to be there. Usually there's like a photo opportunity with Minnie. Uh, but beyond that, it's like Minnie and her friends. So yeah. Whoever, whoever is coming to the party that day. <laughs> um, so they have things that it's it's a buffet. So they have made to order omelets in it. They do have scrambled eggs and sausage and biscuits and gravy and those kinds of things. They've got the Mickey waffles, breakfast potatoes, um, danishes and croissants and fruit. It's just your standard kind of buffet fare is what's in here. And so it's I would not say this is necessarily like. For the food, I'd go for this one. It is definitely the atmosphere and the characters that you get mm -hmm. with this place is out of this world. So a little bit of background, just a tiny bit of trivia about this uh, this place. I just want to show you some pictures of the Plaza Inn. For those of you who are not um, familiar with it, is it's at the end of Main Street, and it looks towards the hub. So there is also a Plaza Inn in Disney World, but it's really different. It is not the same in any way. Mm -hmm. It used to be the Red Wagon Inn way back once upon a time is what it was originally called, but it has this gorgeous interior. And if you, you feel like you are um, dining in luxury when you're dining in there in some ways, it, it definitely has that luxurious feel. And I want you specifically look at the uh, chandeliers and the uh, stained glass that's up on the ceiling because those have a history as well as some of the woodwork that you see. So um, the stained glass ceiling and the entrance hall and the foyer are taken from 16 St. James Park in LA. So this is a mansion that was built for Baroness Rosa von Zimmerman in 1870. So all this stuff is taken from a mansion from 1870. Basically, Disney bought a mansion and then stripped it of parts to put in the Plaza Inn. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Walt Disney said, in this restaurant, the food is going to be the show along with the atmosphere. So the Plaza Inn is also open for lunch and dinner in a buffet as well, but not it's not a character meal. So... I love that he said this. This is how, what Walt Disney said to Emile Curie, who is the one who went and found all of these things to put in the Plaza Inn. He said, 
The average factory worker or truck driver can't afford luxury for himself or his family. So I want you to make the interior really luxurious. Even our prices are going to be cafeteria prices. Walt wanted the Plaza Inn to be absolutely the most luxurious things for the average family, which just warms my heart. <laughs> yeah. He, Walt gets it. He Walt, knew. <laughs> he knew that not everybody could afford to go to those extremely fancy restaurants, but he wanted yeah. people to have that experience, even if they didn't make a lot or earn a lot for a living. So yeah, awesome. obviously some things have changed at Disney over those uh, time, but you can still experience that kind of like old world kind of, you know, wealthy vibe, <laughs> so to speak, uh, on for regular prices. So um, anyway, I also mentioned that Walt had his hideout in this restaurant on one side and then it moved to the other. It was basically the precursor to Club 33. This is where they had... Uh, it, he called it the palm room. So this is where they had VIPs and dignitaries and whatnot would come and dine here with Walt um, before they opened Club 33, which Walt never actually saw. So this was where Walt's hideout was. And there's a door you can go see that's near the restaurants on the far or, sorry, the restrooms on the far side. Uh, there's a door on the exterior that looks like it has little like rectangles around it. And that was the door to the second location for his hideout. And it's still there. So that's so oh, cool. I was going to ask if it was like part of the restaurant or if it was somewhere separate or where it was. So that's really cool. Yeah. And it matches the door itself actually matches one. Not exactly because one has colored glass and one has clear, but it matches the door that is in uh, the door in his apartment. That's over the firehouse where you go out to the patio that's connected to it. The door yeah. is the same there. So that's a door you wouldn't normally get to see, but you do get to see, but you don't know that it's special. So. Anyway, if that made sense. Right. Yes, yes, totally. To the average park goer, it's just a random door. To yeah. those of you who know, you know. It's more than <laughs> I have lots more to say about that, but I'm going to pause myself there so we can move on because we've got lots of other things to talk about here. <laughs> yeah, so that is, like Kate said, your one in-park option at Disneyland for character dining is at the Plaza Inn. Um, so let's talk about the options outside the parks. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, Disney World has a lot more options, but they also have a lot more resorts and a lot more space that they can put these locations. Um, so the list at Disneyland is just shorter because they don't have as many resorts. They don't have as many parks. You know, all of those things are, are here to take into consideration. Um, so let's talk about outside the parks. Let's talk about Storytellers Cafe, which is at the Grand Californian Resort. Yeah, I will say along those lines, I also think they do less character meals. Personally, I think they do less character meals at Disneyland because there's more locals and there's less mm -hmm. like family destination travel. And like people yeah, are more likely to pay true. for that premium for that experience at Disney World than they would be at Disneyland, I think. Also very true. I, yeah. I would agree with that. Yes, for sure. But back to storytellers. So this is in the Grand <laughs> Californian and they serve breakfast, uh, brunt, breakfast slash brunch buffet for $3 signs. Um, and you'll see Mickey and Minnie, Chip, Chippendale, and Pluto. Um, and do you want to talk about the food there? I'll see if I can pull up some pictures. Yeah, so they kind of have two different menus that they serve ba based on their what their buffets offer. So they have a whole section of cold 
selections, which would include things like cereal and milk, your yogurt, your pastries, you know, things that you don't have to keep warm in those kind of instances, fruit, um, they have a smoked salmon bar, those types of things. And then they also have the hot selections option, which is your, your oatmeal, your made to order omelets, scrambled eggs, your bacon, your sausage, your Mickey waffles, your, those types of things. They do have, um, chili verde chilaquiles, which I think I said that correctly, um, and hash browns and eggs benedict and all sorts of other fun things, seasonal French toast. Um, and they do have cocktails, wine, and beer here as well. So you get some cold, you get some hot, you get a little bit of everything. Yeah, here's uh, Mickey looking very ready for an adventure. California I know, adventure. he's like, I know, he's like not quite safari, not quite like... But he, they're very like, yeah, in their adventure gear, like, like yeah, I think tacky, it's canvasy looking. <laughs> it's very much like um, if you're going hiking or something, you know, yeah. like this one is for Chippendale. They're kind of like, uh, I'm trying to ex- figure out how to explain it. They, they're like, like he's got his kind of essentials. Wilderness explorers, except without the like, you know, the colors of the wilderness right. explorers. They're just yeah. regular explorers, but. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> pictures of the food there as well. Um, yeah, so that is, do we have anything else we want to share about? No, that's that pretty one? straightforward. <laughs> I, I have eaten there before a long time ago, but it was a different kind of meet and greet. So I haven't eaten at this particular one. And the food actually was very good when we went. It's just been a long time, so I can't vouch for it now. So, um, yeah, but I do Times love the Grand Californian. <laughs> Speaking of the Grand Californian, our next one is at Napa Rose, which is also in the Grand Californian, but it's in its, like, luxury restaurant. Um, on a side note, if you're going without kids and it's a special anniversary or you just really love to eat, make see if you can get a reservation at the chef's counter, which you can only get by calling the restaurant a couple months in advance and um, asking, specifically requesting for requesting to sit at the chef's counter and that's when the chef will actually prepare you a meal based on like they'll talk they'll chat with you and see what you like and then they'll prepare you a meal based on like what you said so like multi-course meal and you'll sit right next to the kitchen looking into the kitchen so you're kind of in the hot seat like watching them cook all of the things sometimes they'll sit at the pastry counter so you can watch them prepare all the desserts it's actually a really amazing experience and it's fairly affordable for what it is. I feel like it was maybe a little over $100 or something when I went. could be a little bit more now. Um, but that's that's a great experience. It's not a character dining experience, but it's kind of a character. You get to see the characters in the kitchen. So, right. <laughs> um, But that's for Napa Rose, to put it. <laughs> I know. So Napa Rose, they have the Princess Breakfast Adventures, which is um, very pricey, very ex- like top tier pricing. Um They've got, the characters rotate, they've got Mulan, Jasmine, Belle, Cinderella, Aurora, Rapunzel, Ariel, Tiana, and Pocahontas. And these, they really, it's like, just say princesses, because it's whoever chose. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, it's a good, I mean, five to six to seven characters, depending on the day, from what I saw a lot when I was doing kind of research on this. Um, It looked like it was a lot of characters that rotate a lot, and you you get a good amount whenever you go. And I will say that I was looking at prices on this one in particular. It starts in the slow season at 125 per person. That's a lot. Yes. So you are <laughs> definitely like paying 
yes, you are paying. But the, I will say the food, the food helps that price point. The characters definitely help that price point, but the food also helps that price point because it is, because it is a full three course meal. Yeah. Yeah. Which, and it looks really good. They've got like lobster rolls, beignets, chia pudding for the first course. The second course is a buffet style second course with Mickey waffles, eggs, bacon, fruit, mac and cheese. So you can get choose what you like. And the third course is a, they have a large dessert menu featuring chocolate princess cake pops, white chocolate slipper and strawberry ganache and petite fruit tarts and more. So I also heard that there might be a, a little bit of a show involved where they spread pixie dust over the desserts, which sounds really Ooh, special. That sounds fun. I'm guessing edible pixie dust. <laughs> I would also I guess hope. that, but I mean, you never know, I guess. No. Yeah. <laughs> and I think part of the premium price is also because children get a lot of extra things with this. So you get yes. um, an autograph book and a pen. You get a choice of a princess crown necklace or a sword, and then you also get a photo portrait opportunity. And the adults get a special chocolate to take home. So it's like you get little goodie bags no matter your age uh, to take home, which is, I think, is part of why it's a little bit on the spendy side because they offset that cost. Absolutely. And I mean, overall, again, you're, you're paying for the food, you're paying for the experience, and you're paying for the goodie bags. So you know, the, the overall question is, is it worth it? Well, at $125 per person, that's a question you have to decide. And like Kate said, this is a super fun one for special events or special birthdays or things like that. Um, but definitely, definitely need to budget for that if that's something that you want to do. Yeah, for sure. Well, should we move on to our final Final place to eat. I know. I feel like we've been talking about all of these for forever, but there's so many good options. (laughs) I know. This is our final one, and then we have a couple of tips for you as well. Let's talk about Goofy's Kitchen. (laughs) Uh, Goofy's Kitchen is a breakfast, um, seasonal brunch, and dinner buffet. Is that what that says? Yes. So they have, year-round, they have a breakfast and a dinner. This one was really interesting when I was researching it. And then they have a seasonal option for brunch but it's not year round. Like, so right now they have a Halloween brunch that they serve, but that ends at the end of October. And then at this point, there's nothing to, that is going to replace that. Um, So they have kind of several different price points when you look at that. Um, The seasonal options are more. They are in that kind of $4 sign category. Um, But whereas your standard options that they have are that $3 sign category. So it's a little bit of both depending on what experience you're choosing whenever you go. Yeah. Um, This is located in the Disneyland Hotel. So if you are in Disneyland, this would be at the end of like downtown Disney. You'd have to walk from the parks through downtown Disney and then it's at the other end. Or if you're in Disneyland and you have park ticket, you can take the monorail out of the park down towards the Disneyland Hotel and then it's just right around the corner. Um, Characters include Goofy, Minnie, Pluto, Chip, and Dale. And uh, do you want to talk about the Halloween costumes one? That sounds really fun. Yeah. So this is brand new, something that they're doing this year with that seasonal option. Um, so in 20, brand new in 2023, they have it where you can wear like Halloween costumes and spooky clothes and get to see the characters in the Halloween costumes there as well. And again, like I mentioned, it's unfortunately the same menu as the standard option, but you are paying that extra price point for the seasonal 
Come on, give us some like fat right. waffles or something. Right. And I will I will say the dinner did have a few slightly different options when we get to that that I didn't pull the exact menu because it's gonna change and rotate seasonally depending on what they're offering. But the breakfast is is the exact same when it comes to the standard option and the Halloween seasonal option. But you get to see spooky things and have spooky decor. And they this year they ran that from September 21st and it goes through October 31st. So a little over a month um, that they ran that option. And again, that is something new that they did for this Halloween season. And I'm, I'm looking at the menu for breakfast and it looks like you have a create your own omelet station. Of course, the Mickey Mouse waffles and pancakes, French toast, um, all the sausage, bacon and eggs, eggs Benedict muffins, pastries, desserts, fresh fruit, build your own granola parfait, um, Goofy's favorite, famous peanut butter pizza, which sounds oh, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> uh, soft serve yogurt with toppings, and then, of course, cocktails, beer, and wine. So um, they have all that for breakfast. And then for dinner, they have a carving station, a fresh catch of the day, seasonal vegetables, salads, fruit, uh, fried shrimp, pizza, mac and cheese, dessert station. It seems kind of like American fare is kind of what mm-hmm. you're going for here. Um, and then, of course, they have those specialty menus for the holidays, which is very typical of Disneyland in general to have kind of extra holiday offerings. Yeah. That's that's very because it's they have so many locals, they have to keep it fresh for the locals. Right. So, right. So, I just wish that they had a little bit more to offer with that seasonal option. But again, it's it's kind of like they're just testing the water. So, you know, they're trying to see is this something that people are going to come and do? Is this something that we should continue to offer? You know, all of those things are things they take into consideration. So, I guess we'll see if they do anything for Christmas with it, or if they just decide that it wasn't worth it. I guess. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, probably just testing it out for now. It'll exactly. be interesting. Well, I think that is all the specific restaurants that um, have character dining. Um, but we also have some dining tips if you're going to do character dining that uh, I think that we should go over a little bit. Um, yeah. Just some general tips. Uh, make sure you tell your server if you're celebrating something. Um, sometimes you'll get a little extra treat or extra dessert, things like that. Um, and you can, when you check in, you can like notify, say like mm-hmm. it's an anniversary or a birthday or just celebrating. Sometimes I've seen, I've actually told my server, I usually kind of do both just to mm-hmm. be sure. Because I've said birthday and celebrating and then like gotten nothing or like, you know, and I don't expect things. Like I'm okay with like not having things, honestly, but like if it's my kid, like I'm going to be like, I'm going to make sure. Especially (laughs) if you know that that location has done something in the past, like you know that it's something they always do or, you know, you want to make sure that like your kiddo gets in on those types of experiences. Yes, for sure. Like, um, and also for our anniversary, once at Crystal Palace, we got a little heart made out of Mickey confetti around a cupcake for our anniversary, which was That's really cute. fun. So those are two cute little things, depending on the restaurant. Um, also, make sure you prep your members of the family that are going with you, who are maybe not like Disney people, for what to expect at a character meal. Um, especially if you have grandparents involved, or just say aunts and uncles that are just not used to the Disney scene mm-hmm. because this is really different dining experience than most people would expect. Uh, it's not right. really a sit down and enjoy the conversation kind of meal. It's uh, There's a lot of up and down and meeting characters and interruptions and then if there's um, and taking photos and if there's a buffet, there's running it back and forth to the buffet and 
it's just, it can be also challenging if you've got littles um, with the buffet, not that you can't figure it out, especially if you have multiple adults and people can watch kids and stuff, but you, you know, my kids are older so they can go and get their own food, but take that into account if that's something you want to do. If you are maybe just traveling the two of you with your baby and like, you know, you're, you're not baby, maybe like toddler, <laughs> and like you have to get them food and you have to get, you know, you food and yeah, you know, it's, it's doable, but it's like, it's another thing you have to think about. Um, yes. Whereas maybe you would prefer a table service sit down where they bring you food might be easier. So just keep that in mind. Um, mm -hmm. Also communicate with your server if you need to eat quickly and be off to something. I mean, they're not miracle workers. They can only do so much. Right. But if you know that, like, I've got to be at a show at X time um, because I've got tickets to something or whatever, you know, like, are you trying to catch something? Just tell them, you know, like, hey, like, we're just kind of on a time crunch. Do you mind helping us get out of here as quickly as possible? And they'll they'll try as much as well as they can. Yeah. Within reason. I mean, Within if reason, you're sitting yeah. down and your thing you're trying to get to is in 30 minutes, it's not going to happen. <laughs> no. But if you've got a little over an hour, that's a different story that you probably are going to be able to, to make that work. So, again, within reason. Yeah. And if you let them know, then they'll they'll try to get things out sooner. But they'll also, like, make sure they drop your check without, you know, like, instead of waiting till you're all finished and everybody looks like they're done, they'll drop your check early so you can pay mm -hmm. and get out on time and those kinds of things. So, yeah. um, and some of the character meals do include a complimentary photo pass photo with the purchase of the meals. It just depends on where you're going and what that mm -hmm. looks like. Some of them in the past, you've had to pay more for the photo as well. So it really depends on your location. Um, I do have a couple of tips also for dining with littles. Uh, from most of my character dining was with my <laughs> small children. So I learned you want to seat the kids where they can like stand, get out of their chair and stand up easily with the characters, not like deep in a booth in the back where they all have yep. to like climb out because <laughs> it yep. takes forever. Um, Oh, and also you can put their high chair kind of like in a place where the characters can get to them. If you don't want to be pulling them in and out of their high chair, that's up to you if you want to do that or not. Um, we, we got tired after a while and we're just like, we're not getting them out again. Right. <laughs> and some of the locations, the characters truly do come like back to back to back once you start with the first character. So like yeah. when we did Chef Mickey's with my kiddo when he was that little, um, my husband just kept him on his lap because we could see the other characters were going to be coming to us. So he just ate from my husband's lap for the in-between. We took a couple bites and then prepped for the next character. So you can kind of see, and I think at Crystal Palace was very similar. Like they kind of came fairly close together um, just with the way they they move through the restaurant to make sure that everyone gets to see all the characters and all of that. So once you kind of start that experience, you can maybe time it so you're not having to do the in and out quite as much. Yes, for sure. And I love, um, you mentioned, you know, having them on your lap is a great way to help with like the characters that might seem a little bit big and scary to your kids. Like, and yes. also mine, um, here you can see that I put my my little little baby girl in a high chair, and then Pooh just kind of like blue kisses from around the corner. Oh, they're so they, great, the characters. Because yeah. I also said to the character, I said she's a little bit scared, and I just kind of mm -hmm. communicated that to the character and the handler. I'm like, she's a little bit scared or a little bit shy today, mm -hmm. and the character then they all kind of like kept their distance, but they still waved, mm -hmm. and she was just like wide eyes, like looking. <laughs> <at them. laughs> Yeah, so, and when we took my son to Chef Mickey's, that was, like, his first character experience that we even tried with him um, because we weren't sure how he was going to do. And we kind of, like, 
the characters were so great about just like reading the cues and and going with that like you can see you know if if you look at the progression of the characters that we met we met mickey first and my my son was very much on my husband's lap but by the time we got to like pluto and minnie he was down on the ground and giving them hugs so like you know it, it we eventually got to that point but like the first couple mickey and goofy that we met were so good about just they just they can read the cues the more you communicate the easier it is for them to read those cues but they're just really good about that too yeah and you know you know your children and you can kind of know if there's someone who might be a little bit more intimidated by them or might not or sometimes they might surprise you as well but i think that you know if you think that your child might not be interested or you've had it you've taken them to the parks in the past and they and, and they were really scared of the characters you know take that into account that like maybe character dining might not be for you in this season uh, right. or maybe you can choose to kind of seat them back away from the characters and just like wave to the characters. You know, there's lots yes. of options to not uh, necessarily get up and have to hug them or be really close to them if that's just like right. not for your child. Yes. And there are definitely ways that like you still, if you still want your kids to experience that, like you should feel comfortable taking them because there are ways that they're going to be able to interact and still have a good experience. Yes. Oh, hundred percent for sure. I'm just like, if you, want to spend the money but you want your kid to interact with the characters and they're not there yet maybe wait a year or two <laughs> before yes, you do yes. it again um, and true. also the same thing we've talked about in our special needs episode if your child has special needs as well um make sure you communicate that with the handler and then um they'll do a, they usually do a fabulous job of of accommodating whatever it is that you need for your child or yourself mm -hmm. or whoever you're traveling with <laughs> um, some other notes with dining with littles, kids under three are free at character meals, um, but you should also count them in your reservation number so that they have enough room for them at the table. So they still count, uh, for numbers. And I feel like I'm trying to remember if Cinderella's Royal Table, you had to pay for them or not. I don't think so. Cause they're under three. I don't think so either, but you do have to see, I'd have to look that into that because it was like. Because you do have to pay in advance, and you have to pay for a certain number. But I wonder if they, I think you have to assign your people in advance, too. Do you yeah, know how, like, when you so. go through yeah. the reservation process, you can assign who your other members are? I wonder yeah. if you have to assign them ahead of time as well, like, in yeah. that whole process at the same time. It could be. Or they might ask you the names of uh, the ages of the people at your party. Mm -hmm. That's a possibility. I just haven't booked uh, one for a child that was under three, so I'm not sure. Um, just uh, Also, uh, other tips is uh, have lots of wipes on hand for messy faces and stuff because you want to be taking photos. And, you know, maybe you want messy face photos. That's fine. But, like, if you're someone who's, like, like prefers a clean face, I like having just a thing of wipes sitting on the table to just easily kind of wipe things down before the characters come. And it's great for sticky hands, too, because they if they're going to give characters hugs and stuff, it's just, like, I don't know. For me, I'm, like, I just want to be polite and not make their costumes all sticky. Right. <laughs> right yeah. Yeah. Oh I mean, that's fair. I think that's a valid uh, concern to have. <laughs> um, also be mindful of what is in your photo. If they, these photos are like, you know, some people are more cavalier about this. Like, I don't really care. It's just for me and for fun, you know. But if you're like, I really want this to be something I can share or frame or something just as a more of a photography point of view, you know, be aware of what's behind you. Be aware of like, if there's a bunch of dirty dish dishes on the table, just try to stand in a spot where maybe or to frame it so that it's better. You know, it's very easy yeah. when there's so much happening in there to forget to like pay attention to what is in your picture. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. It's funny because I read that note that you put. And then when I was looking at my pictures from Chef Mickey's, I was like, oh, we clearly didn't care. Because <laughs> we've got pictures of like all of our dishes, empty dishes and stuff. It's like, eh, oh, well, it's fine. I think I have one with my daughter that has all those like shrimp shells in front of her. And I was like, you know, I look back on that now and I was like, oh, well, she really, she loves eating shrimp. So that tracks, you know, that's her whole life. So, um, but you know, that's just, that's more personal preference. You know, it's not a must do, but. Yeah. um, Yeah. And I think think the next note that I see is super important that strollers, strollers are not allowed in the restaurants. So you will have to park them outside or right outside the entrance to, depending on where you are, will depend on where you park. Like at Chef Mickey's, they have a whole row outside the restaurant you park at. Um, Crystal Palace has parking right outside the door. You know, it just depends on where you're going. Um, but you will not find stroller. You will not be able to bring your stroller inside. No. And if you're going to be in the restaurant for a while, which is, is likely because they usually longer dining experiences. If I, if you're in Florida in particular, just make sure you put a cover over your stroller before you go in to dine. Uh, yes. Because there's so many times I have walked outside and it rained while we were there and poured and our stroller is absolutely soaked. So yep. don't do that. <laughs> put a cover over your stroller just in case it might rain because that weather moves through so quickly in Florida mm-hmm. and it can just rain on the drop of a hat. So right. um, better to not have a soaked stroller to have to put your kids yes. back into. Right. And also think about what from your stroller you may need during your meal yeah. too. Because like for us, for example, the way that we pack our bags, and I've talked about this previously, but the way we pack our bags, like I would need to make sure we brought our entire bag in with us because that would have like the changes of clothes and the wipes and things like that. Like if we had spills, if we had accidents, if we needed the wipes to clean hands and faces, that's all in that bag that typically would stay in our stroller. But in this type of an instance, I'm going to want to bring it in with me. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Other notes that I have, I have kind of just a little bit of character dining etiquette. Uh, Just keep an eye out if a character is headed your way. Uh, just be mindful of like that they might be coming soon. So don't use that moment to then get up and go get something from the buffet. Cause it, it's, you know, cause then you have to like maybe call them, call a member of your party back, like get back over here so we can get, you know, meet Nikki or whatever, you know, just, just kind of, it just speeds things along for everybody just to be respectful that way. And uh, also prep any, you know, autograph books or cameras or phones or whatever you've got ahead of time, just so that they're out and ready. So you're not trying to dig in your bag and making uh, characters wait. That's just kind of a politeness for everybody else who's also waiting for characters to come to their table. And uh, also just remind your kids about character etiquette, you know, which I think is good outside of character dining just anytime, you know, mm-hmm. remind them to be kind to characters and no hitting and pulling and things like that. And uh I always make sure my kids' hands were clean. That's maybe just a thing for me. I don't know. But, and then also saying thank you. You know, I think it's mm-hmm. a good thing just as a, as a mom thing to remind them to do. Um, and I will say along with that, too, just making sure that your kiddos are you're, – you're reminding them to be patient because they're going to see the character at the table next to you, and they're going to want to run over there and give hugs and be super excited. So just reminding them, like, I know you're so excited. It's almost our turn we've got to let those other friends have their turn first. Our turn is soon, you know, just kind of coaching them through that too um, can be helpful. Cause I know there have been times where I have like grabbed my kids like, okay, it's not our turn yet. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> we got to wait. <laughs> yeah, that's, it is true. Like you uh, can't, 
approach the characters or you shouldn't approach the characters if they're not at your table. So that's being respectful to those people um, that are at other tables. That's a good point, Jackie. Yeah, so. absolutely. And it's hard. I get it. Like, as, as an adult, I'm like, I just, they're right there. They're right there. <laughs> <laughs> so but true. we all have to practice our patience and wait our turn. It's true. I have, it's really interesting with character dining as we kind of wrap up this section. Um, I think that character dining is probably not one of my husband's favorites because he really doesn't like our conversation getting interrupted like every couple minutes. Uh, he's mm-hmm. a good sport about it and we still go and whatnot, but he's like, he wants to sit down and like really enjoy our meal. And that's not what this is about <laughs> so much as it's yeah. eating the characters. So, you know, having expectations going into it of like, this is, this is what this meal is about. We can maybe have mm-hmm. a, I like, <laughs> it's over here saying I like characters. <laughs> called out (laughs) i wasn't saying he doesn't like character i wasn't saying you don't like characters okay i'm gonna stop talking we know that elliot is is a big food foodie and likes to enjoy his meals so he likes to have that whole experience and the characters are can be viewed as a bit disruptive at times yes but you just gotta know that that's what you're getting when you go into it He's laughing, so we're okay. That's too funny. So overall, I mean, the, the, the overall question, is it worth it? There's so many factors that go into it. What characters are you wanting to see? What is your price point? What does your budget look like with all of that? Where are you going to be? Do you have time in your schedule based on your other priorities for the day? Those are all things to consider when determining whether or not it's worth it. Um, Our goal here, like I mentioned at the beginning, was just to give you the information, which I feel like Kate and I are very good at giving you the information to let you (laughs) decide whether or not it is worth it for your particular family on this particular trip with this particular itinerary and group of people. Yeah. I, and I think it is, you know, personal preference too. And you might go to one and be like, this is the best thing ever. And then next trip schedule, like all the character meals. Um, or you might go to one and be like, it was great, but maybe like it was, it was a little bit, you know, it wasn't for us or whatever, you know, and then next time you don't schedule one, you schedule table service or just quick service or, you know, so I think it's sometimes you have to try it to see if it's for you or not. And, but it is really fun to get that extra special character interaction where you get more time with them and you don't feel like you're still a little bit of a time crunch because they've got to move on to another table, but you have a little bit extra time. So you can take a little few more family photos and it feels more relaxed in that way. Um, yeah. So anyway, I, I love yeah. character dining. I just, um, I think it's a really interesting, unique experience that Disney offers. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that we got to explore all the different options. Now I want to try a couple of these, yeah. quite honestly. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we are like, we also, we love character meals, but we, our budget is just not to the point where we can do them as often as we would like. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like an every other or every third trip for us because we, when we go, we try to just we try to get as much dinner in the parks as we can. And that's just the way we do. And the way that we budget, we tend to save more on food by packing lunches and eating breakfast in our rooms and those types of things. And even when my husband and I were just planning for our upcoming trip in November, it was, okay, we're going to lay out our options. We're going to try a few new places, but we're still only going to 
eat out and purchase one meal a day and the other two are going to be in the room. So like, we're, you know, that's just how we do our budget. Um, So when we look at character meals, it's like, okay, let's look at the price. Let's look at what option we want for the price that we want. And some of those buffet options are what we end up with because that tends to be on that lower end of everything. Um, When we, the year we went to Topolino's was a splurge for us because that's not something that we typically will do, but it's one of those things where now that we've been there, it's like, okay, if we can get Topolino's work, we'll figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you do. I hope you do. And we'll see. We'll see. You know, a lot of the money saving things that we've talked about for, for Mm -hmm. dining, like splitting meals and stuff you can't do at these places because it's a per person charge. And so that it really is a splurge in like every sense of the word in a lot of ways, especially those top tier ones, like Cinderella's Royal Table. (laughs) Like, honestly, I think that everybody should try Cinderella's Royal Table once, but it's so expensive. I can't be like, you have to do this. Like, I don't recommend it for everybody because it's just, I don't want to be like, well, sorry, you can't afford it, but it's the thing you should do. Like, it's, it's, it's really expensive. So it's okay if you can't. If you can't afford these character dining meals, you can still see many of these characters outside Absolutely. of these places. So don't feel yes. like, you know, oh, I'm missing out on a, the major Disney experience. But I'm like, a lot of these is just, it's just good food with the characters that you see in the parks. So, yeah. and I will say this is not also not the best food on property either. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of it has really good food, um, but like some of them, their options, they're just, it's good food. It's not like amazing top tier you know, level. So yeah, like Kate said, you know, it is what it is. And the thing is too, if you're someone that's like, okay, I really want to try to save for this. We have a whole episode on how to save money going to Disney. <laughs> you, like, whispered that. It's like, we have a whole episode. We have a whole episode. <laughs> so if you need more tips on what you can do to save money, like discounted gift cards and where to, to, to splurge and where to not and those types of things. Go check out that episode. We went over several different options on how to save. Um, and maybe that will help you. And yes, Maria makes a really good point on my side. Should you just do one per trip if you choose to, or like I said, we don't even do one per trip. The last two trips we've taken, we haven't done any character meals or table service. So you just got to kind of plan accordingly. Yeah, and I I think, you know, it also, you have to account that it takes a lot of time as well. You know, budget not only your money, Mm -hmm. but also your time. These meals are not in and out quick service meals. Um, You want to take your time. Sometimes it takes a little while for all the characters to get to you if you want to see all of them. So take into account that this is is like an investment in time, which is also time away from all the other things you could be doing. So um, we don't do them often for that reason alone, not even financial, but just like it takes so much time to do it. And there's a lot of other things we want to go do instead. So take that into account. I mean, I would say the majority of these places are hour and a half to two hours minimum mm-hmm. of, of the experience to make sure you see all the characters, you eat all your food, you know, all of that. Um, and Maria, again, made another good point. They go on an off day. Yeah. So if you, if you have a non-park day, that's the perfect day to do one of these outside of the park options. Or if you've got maybe two days in one park, you could do one of those inside the park options if you're concerned about time and whether or not you're going to be able to fit in everything else as well. 
Yeah, we like to do them at the end of the week because we're so tired by that point. We want to sit down for two hours. Um, the yeah. end of the week, it feels <laughs> like you're like hamstringing yourself and you're like, I want to go. Like, I want to go on all the rides. And like, you're like, oh, we have to right. sit here and wait. And it's frustrating. But at the end of the week, you're like, nah, I'm good. Maybe I'll sit here a little longer. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, all very good points. And again, if you can do them great, if you can't, maybe in a couple trips, you'll be able to. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps up our character dining portion of this episode. Yes. Should we go on to our, uh, our new segment, uh, called ask the moms. So today on ask the moms, <laughs> our question um, so my family is split on what types of attractions we want to do. How does that work with our Genie Plus and our itinerary? Split. Split like they're not sure so which like attractions like to go cer- on. Certain, certain members want to do like the thrill rides where other members do not. That type of split. Oh, okay. So how does that work with Genie Plus and with planning our the itinerary for the day? That's hmm. the question. I know how to do it with uh, without Genie Plus. Do you want to answer the Genie Plus portion, and then maybe I'll give sure. another option? Okay. Yeah. So Genie Plus is very um, fluid and flexible in that aspect of, of Genie Plus um, because you can individualize everyone's bookings. Now, the tricky thing with that becomes getting the times to align or making the times all make sense. Um, so let's say you've got a family of five and two want to do thrill rides and three want to do just like the slow moving dark ride type attractions. You can easily book the two for, let's say we're at Magic Kingdom, you can easily book the two for Space Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain and Seven Dwarves and all those types of things where you book the three for all of the other rides. The tricky thing will become you're then looking at two different times that you can book because you've essentially, you're essentially running two completely separate days at that point in time. Right. So you want to make sure that my best advice to you, if that's something that you need to do with your Genie Plus, is try to align your times as much as possible and try to align your rides as much as possible. So, for example, if you're someone who wants to, let's let's say the two want to go on Space Mountain, send your three to somewhere like Buzz Lightyear that's really close by. That way you can kind of all head there together. You're tapping in similar times and then you're meeting up again when you're done. That type of thing. Let's say you want the two want to go on Big Thunder Mountain and the three don't. Pick a ride that's nearby Big Thunder. Big Thunder's a little bit off the way, so you're going to have to come in in the the park. I know. (laughs) Um, But you could do something like Pirates. You could do something like if you, you know, you could do something up further like Haunted Mansion. It's a little further of a walk with Big Thunder. Um, But just look at your map and kind of plan it accordingly so that way you're going to similar parts of the park because that's going to help you be able to then meet up to go. Maybe you all want to go on Peter Pan. So you want to make sure that you're in a a location that is going to make sense, that you can all meet up, and then you can all book your Peter Pan time all together, because I would assume if you're traveling together, there are probably rides you also want to do together. So aligning your times and aligning those types of things. Yeah, exactly, Maria. If if your two want to do Mind Train, send your other three to Pooh or to Little Mermaid or something close by, teacups, you know, those types of things, so that way you can... Your proximity is close and your timing is close. Um, that's the easiest way to do it. Yeah, that's um, 
I think I agree a hundred percent. And I would say if one of you has genie plus and is going towards something like, let's say let's use big thunder again. So, um, let's say if you don't want to use genie plus for both of you, but you know, these, this group wants to go on big thunder, but the other one doesn't, you could go to like country bear jamboree or whatever. Just do something nearby yes. that doesn't require genie plus while you're yes. waiting. Cause there are a fair amount of attractions that don't require that. Or maybe, you know, small world, if it's slower, it's like sometimes mm -hmm. it's close to, you know, 10 minute wait or whatever, you know? And so you could do that while the other person is on something that's it's bigger. And I think that that, you know, just finding something really fun to do while you're waiting. Sometimes it doesn't even have to be an attraction. Sometimes you grab a snack or like play on a play structure, you know, like depending on what park you're in. So I, mm -hmm. that's usually what we do if, and so that way you're, what you book for your genie plus next you don't even have to worry about like them like the windows lining up or like just, yes. you know this these people are done with that ride and now we can all book something now together we're all eligible right yes. right and just make sure if you do that that you're only booking for the people that are going to physically use their card or their magic band or their phone or whatever to tap in yes. because if you have lingering passes that don't get tapped in for the people who didn't ride it becomes more complicated because then you gotta cancel stuff before you can book and all that so just you just got to make sure you're really careful about that and if you're someone who is trying to do that and you know you're gonna have to do that on your your park days send me a message I would love to help you hash that all out and figure that all out that is what I love to do I love to help people plan their park days so I'm more than happy to sit down and help you figure out what makes the most sense for your particular situation. Yeah. And I believe we do have an episode coming up somewhat relatively soon where we're going to talk about split groups, split parties. Right? We are. Let me figure out where that is. Um, do you want to talk about what you would do anything different without using Genie Plus? Um, no, probably. instance? It'd be similar, you know, if you had to wait, mm -hmm. but you would have to do more rides because, you know, if you didn't have Genie Plus and you had to wait for a long time, if it wasn't, say, first thing in the morning, uh, it might be 60 minutes or whatever, you know, 45, 60 minutes before they're done with that large attraction. So then, you know, you, you have more options that way. Maybe you go see some characters, maybe you sit down for a show, maybe like, you know, find some things to do. And it might be two or three rides instead of just one, you know, um, but right. pick the things that you think those people who are on that ride have no interest in doing is my best yeah. advice. <laughs> yeah. And I, I literally have been in that situation. So the trip that we took where we just saw those pictures in our episode of my, my kiddo meeting Mickey, that particular instance was the first time we had visited the park since Flight of Passage opened in Animal Kingdom. At that point, it was not, there was no individual lightning lane. There was none of that at that moment in time. So my husband and our two friends we were traveling with um, were wanting to do Flight of Passage. So they rope dropped Flight of Passage. I was eight months pregnant and also had my toddler. So I did not go to Flight of Passage. Um, and so my son and I just enjoyed, we walked around Pandora. He played the drums in Pandora. We went and walked around all of the animal trails. We went oh, into Dinoland and did um, Triceratops Spin and just, and saw, we met um, Chip and Dale. And, you know, like we did all those, like those types of little things. But there, there were a couple instances where like, I would text my husband like, hey, 
is this okay if we do this without you? <laughs> like, I want to make sure right. that you're okay without, you know, with us doing this without you. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And then some of the things were like, we're going to do this, but we'll come back and do it with you again, like a, a second yeah. time too. Um, yeah. But yeah, communicating those types of things, I think is super important when it comes to that too. A hundred percent. I agree. Well, this episode was a lot of fun to go over all these different characters and, and uh, opportunities to dine in all these different places, both Disneyland and Disney World. Do you have any final thoughts here, Jackie, as we wrap up? Are we talking um, about what we're doing next week? Let's talk about what we're doing next. We are going to be, I'm excited for this one, we are going to be covering um, a topic, fighting holiday crowds at the parks and what that looks like. <laughs> so um, so timely. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so I think that one will be good. So that is our next topic coming up. And again, you can always find our previous episodes and all of our other content. We do pull clips from those episodes and things like that to post on our other content. You can find us on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, on all of the things. We are everywhere. Um, we are everywhere. <laughs> Um, but we do primarily kind of, um, we do our lives on here on TikTok and, and record our podcast this way. So that is the best way to get, to get the info first. If you're someone that wants to know immediately right away, you can find us here on TikTok on Thursday nights. Yeah. And we do have also Mom Street merch. Um, Jackie and I are both wearing our Mom Street USA uh, shirts, but we've got hoodies and long sleeves and all those kinds of things. Um, stickers. We've got a lot of Mom Street merch and some new um, Dad with a Plan and Mom with a Plan shirts that we just released as well. That is ov actually over on my website, DisneySicerone.com. There's Mr. Lincoln bio for that, for our merch. And uh, I also do want to mention, because I don't, I don't, often talk about it on here, but I feel like I should mention it that, um, you know, Jackie is a travel consultant. I am a content creator, but I'm also an author. So I have published two books that are on Amazon. One is a um, nonfiction that is called uh, A Glimpse of the Magic, Finding Ourselves in the Disney Story. And it's more of a collection of writings about how we experience the Disney parks and including some obscure Disney history in it as well. So that's a nonfiction. And then I, I just um, published a recently published my first in a series of uh, fiction books. This one's called Where the Fireflies Dance. It's based on Disney live streamers who are history nerds who fall in love in the shadow of Sleeping Beauty Castle, but with one of them hiding a dangerous secret, their fairy tale romance might just unravel into an unhappily ever after. So it is a romantic suspense that is set in the Disney park starring Leah Mee to the Magic and Lucas Disner, these two uh, creators um, in my book. So it's, it is a series I'm working on the second, writing the second one right now, but those are both available on Amazon, also on Barnes and Noble, um, both in digital and in print and uh, glimpse of the magic does have a, an audible version as well so if you'd like to hear me read my book <laughs> you can do that <laughs> and if you're not sure if you want to you want to hear kate because she's got the perfect voiceover audiobook voice if i've ever heard one oh <laughs> thanks jackie I appreciate and that. i will mention um kate talked about merch i do want to remind you subscribers to our mom street account 
you have your subscriber specific code for 20% off of a Mom Street merch item in your subscriber note. So check that out if you are a subscriber. Um, if you are just a podcast listener, I'll give you a bonus time to hear this code that we've got on our website for you. And that is Mom Street 10. So Mom Street and the number 10 will get you 10% off a Mom Street merch item on Kate's website as well. So if you are wanting to grab a shirt or a hoodie for chilly or weather that's coming, hopefully it's been really warm in Ohio and I'm over it. Um, it's 77 here today. I was like, what is happening? It was in the 80s here today. It's October. <laughs> it's too hot. I don't know what Ohio is doing. It's, it's fine. It's fine. We're fine. I'm not going to talk about it anymore because it just makes me sad because I want fall. I want to wear my spooky hoodie that I made last year. Please, come on. <laughs> Me too. I want to curl up with a good book and a fireplace and a right. like nice warm blanket. That's what I want. That's all I want in life. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so yes, um, utilize those codes. Um, they are good through the month of October. Um, if you would like to grab some some fun merch off of Kate's website. Yeah. So DisneySisterOn.com. That's a, there's also information there about all all of my books as well and links and things. So. Um, Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this episode of Mom Street USA. It's been so fun to talk about character dining with you guys and all the different options that are available. And also some, like, what's worth it? Is it worth it? Is it not? Um, having that discussion as well. We really appreciate you guys being along on this journey with us. And Jackie, do you have any final thoughts as we wrap up here? It's just been fun to chat about our personal experiences and kind of give you all the info to help you better make those decisions. Um, we hope that it was helpful to you and that you feel more informed. So that way on your next trip, you will know exactly what you want to do when it comes to character meals. Absolutely. 100%. Well, thank you everybody for being with us on this journey through the character dining. And we will see you next time on Mom Street USA. Everybody have a great night. Have a great night, everybody. See ya. Bye.